0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords.
1: I am definitely a madman with a
2: box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 91. 91. Hope you guys have had a smashing week. And that you've uh, indulged in plenty of Who stuff that's been going on over the last mm. three or four days.
1: Yeah, the last few days have been quite good, haven't they? We've had a bit of a few good little bits coming out.
2: We have. Mm. Mainly merch. We're going to have a good merch corner this week. Yeah. Fairly light on, like, new stuff, like, newsworthy uh, bits and bobs, but some good merch has been released over the last week, which is good. It's good. Mm. How have you been, buddy? Been really good. Yeah, been excellent, mate. Thank you. I
1: had quite a busy little week last week. I was really, really packed in a lot, so, yeah... (laughs) A good, you know, just a, just another week of the usual of mixing with celebs and of course. buying lots of merch. But now I've had, I've had a really good couple of days last week. Um, after our disappointing day when we couldn't get together um, the week before, um, I finally managed to get up to the Cartoon Museum. Yes, uh, to see yeah. the Doctor exhibition, uh, which was really good actually. I must admit, it was smaller than I imagined because the exhibition itself. Because I've been to the Cartoon museum before when they did a Doc 2 thing and it was all on the bottom floor so I was expecting it to be the same so okay. I was quite surprised when I walked in and saw all this other stuff and I was like, oh, where's the Doc 2 bit? <laughs> I was thinking it'd gone already Um and it was just upstairs wasn't it? Hmm. Kind of in the little room upstairs so still very very cool, um, still really really enjoyed it but yeah it's a little bit smaller than I thought um, there was one other Who fan in there uh, sort of milling around looking at it and um I thought I'd be clever and tell him about the you know the uh, Vengeance on Varos cover where um, the Doctor's got like a strange face, <laughs> the oh, drawing is a bit yeah. odd, and they've got the original picture on the wall where he's got the rope round his neck. Yeah. So I thought, uh, but they've got the book sort of in a glass cabinet in front of it, so I thought I'd be really clever and tell this Doctor Who fan a bit of my knowledge. So, oh yeah, they had to remove the rope, you know, and uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, I know. uh, so so I quickly moved on Uh, but yeah that was good Um, and then I went and shot down to a theatre which name escapes me and met Pearl Mackey or Bill whatever you want to call her uh, which was really good Uh, a friend of mine who listens to the show hello Paul it it tipped me off that she was doing the matinee that day so she'd be out around 5 so I got there just before 5 and sure enough I was only there a couple of minutes now she came um, she was really good she was really really nice actually she was very rushed i suppose because she was in in between two shows so mm. you could see she sort of you know needed to get away but she was really nice and happy to pose for lots of pictures there was a handful of us there and she signed signed some pictures as well Oh wow! so that was really really nice uh, really good to meet her and um and then just to finish off the day i was, Nipped up to Forbidden Planet and got Andrew Cartmell to sign his new book, The Vinyl Detective, uh-huh. uh, which I'm one chapter into and loving already. I knew I was going to love this book. I, I loved it from the minute he talked about it. So, uh, so that was really good. So I've had a really cool couple of little days
2: up nice in one. London. Yeah, since we last spoke, there's there's a reason for everything, mate, isn't there? I think so. Yeah, there's a that's the silver lining, isn't it? Because um the uh, the trains that packed up last week or the week before, which meant that you couldn't come up with me on the Friday, was it? It's on the Friday, Friday. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's a reason for that, because if you'd have came up on the Friday, you wouldn't have met Pearl Mac and Pearl Mac, you know, you, that wouldn't have happened, would it? So.
1: I know this is true, but I would have met you, and we would have been drunk in a pub garden, so it still would have been good.
2: Well, you know, of course, <laughs> but, it wouldn't have been as good as meeting up with me. But no, obviously not. Obviously. But we will do
1: that. We will still still do that of anyway. Course, yeah. So we can still it. But no, it was a really really good day, and um, it was nice to meet Pearl. I, I told her how much we loved the the intro clip. No, You're I didn't. Liar. I didn't. You're... I didn't mention it. I didn't mention it. <laughs> um, but uh, no, she's seems really cool. I have got a good vibe. Got good vibe about her. Good vibe. So, a good vibe.
2: Yeah. David so. Brent, you've charmed me. You've got the job.
1: Yeah. I've got a good vibe. Yeah. I'll tell you what I was pleased about, though, because I just got a little second hand, but I just bought myself a proper camera. Because, you know, the right. iPhone camera, you know, if anybody slightly mo- moves, you get that blurred picture, and it's sometimes a bit rubbish. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, right, I'm going to take my, a real camera with me and get a really good picture this time. And um, so I took that and I got a couple of pictures of Pearl on this camera, but I just wanted to post one on Facebook straight away. You know, like you did. Oh, look who I've just met. (laughs) So I I I said, can I get a quick one on my phone? And she was like, sure. So I I took one on my phone, um, which actually turned out to be the only decent picture that I got of her because when I got back and transferred the photos from the camera, uh, which looked fine on the little screen, they were terrible. They were all blurred and awful. And I was like, oh my God. And so I'm so glad that I... Quickly got that selfie on my phone because it turned out to be the best picture of the lot. So mm. yeah, so I've I've already thrown away the new camera. <laughs> Probably bin that one. See you later. Yeah, bin yeah. that new camera. Yeah. <sighs> so there you go, blimmin' Sony Shot rubbish from nineteen ninety five or whatever it is. Blimmin' thing. Yeah, but yeah, so it's a good yeah, good good couple of days. Very pleased. Oh, and like you said, awesome. some nice little bits of merch dropped through the door, which we'll talk about later. Got something yesterday, which um will we'll talk about with a certain doctor from a certain audio company yep. um, arrived yesterday. <laughs> Very lucky. It was absolutely pouring the rain yesterday and I, I'd seen pictures of people that had got it on Twitter and I thought, oh no, my copy isn't like out in the rain and it, the postman, to be fair, had put it under the table but it was still the box was soaked and i thought oh no but luckily it's in a wrapping so the actual right. set is out. Yeah, yeah but when i saw it soaked under the table i was <laughs> a bit worried um so yeah very good but how have you been have you had any little deliveries or been anywhere very exciting i know one
2: place you've been um yes I, i've been very well thank you um, i haven't really done a great deal um in terms of who i've watched um a couple of bits uh, uh it was the 20th anniversary of the tv movie on saturday yes yeah so i stuck that on saturday evening and that was a great watch. That grows on me. The more and more I watch that, I agree. I, I I really love it. Yeah, I love the TV movie. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I notice little things every time I watch it, especially around the TARDIS interior oh, and really? all that stuff. You know, it's um, yeah. So I I'm a real big fan of the TV movie now. Um, and uh, I noticed that you ordered the you ordered the book. Did you have it delivered? Already or have you just ordered it yet. You know, um E. G. So's um, Yeah, time and spaces. Yes. Uh
1: but yes, yeah, it arrived um arrived on Monday, I think. Uh, arrived this week anyway. It's a really nice little book. Yeah. Really nice little book. Just sort of um he just basically talks about his mem- you know, memories of that time and he found some old photos um that he took on set. So there's a couple of set pictures and things um that you probably haven't seen before. Uh and he just sort of basically revisits some of the locations used because um, he still lives really close to where they filmed it. So he's sort of okay. gone back and taken a few pictures and not much has changed, to be honest. It's all pretty much the same. But it's more the fact um, that his sort of um, memories of it, if you like, are more interesting. Because when I when I heard about his book, I thought it was going to be like now and then pictures of all the locations, Okay, yep. which it kind of is, but not as much as I thought. It's more actually like a little memoir. Um, and it's quite a short little book. So it was, I read it in one night, which is... <laughs> Pretty good going for me. I'm a really slow <laughs> reader, so yeah, it's a really nice little pickup. That oh, cool. Yeah,
2: mine's not good. delivered yet, so I'm I'm awaiting. Oh, right. Mine. Did you
1: order it from Milk?
2: From Milk, yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Because I had a, um, I had a little Facebook
1: conversation with them. Um, those guys, they're they're so cool at Milk. They are. Um, yeah. I I basically I messaged them and I said um, love the book. Uh, thanks for the fast delivery. Um, I said uh, normally you put little extras in like you know whenever i've ordered from you before you get like little stickers or like print off of bbc letters and stuff and i said i was just a little bit surprised there wasn't anything with this one um i just wondered is that was there a reason or was it you know and the, they were just like so we end up having this conversation basically there wasn't supposed to be um they said they basically couldn't think of anything to do for it um and also there was a few sort of copyright things i think to do with the tv movie you have to be a bit careful it's a bit like big finish can't get the rights to the characters and stuff so yeah but they were sort of so then we got into conversation about what they could have done and they were sort of saying well maybe they could have done a um you know like the tag toe that the doctor has on his foot when he's in the morgue or something like that and um what's the other thing we thought of i can't can't remember now but yeah we were just trying to think of little things that that they could have
2: included but uh, they're a great company i love milk yeah they're good guys over there Yeah. Really cool. That reminds me, now you've said that, um, I contacted our competition winner. Um, You know, we announced the winner of our book, uh, The Seventh Doctor, uh, giveaway that we did a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Um, I can't pronounce the name of the book, but I know the one. Yeah. yeah, um, So if uh, the guy that um, we announced as the winner, I think it's Bob um, somebody. I will find the name SpongeBob. No, I Sponge can't remember Bob, no. um, Yeah, so basically, I'm just waiting on you to uh, reply back to me with your address, and uh, I will have um, I'll have this book straight out to you. So, um, if you're listening, um, do give me a do give me a, a message back. I contacted you on Facebook. Uh, I'm sure um, the gentleman's name was Bob. Something. Bob rings a bell. Bob Clark. Yeah. Yes, Bob Clark. So, if you're listening, Bob congratulations on winning the book. I just need you to tell me where to send it. Yeah. So get in touch and uh, we'll get it out to you. Um, so, yes, not done too much else. I went over to the Who Shop on Sunday. I loved your tweet. Sunday. Um, <laughs> I loved your tweet about
1: I, <laughs> dicing with death, having a phone out in that shop.
2: Yes, and something quite remarkable happened and I'm not sure if I should speak about it on the on the show. Because ah, we're all friends here. I'll tell you why, because... As as people know, we're not in the in the habit of bad mouthing people or 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 you know spearing negativity when it's unjust or anything like that. We'll only speak about it if it's uh, you know, quite, you know, quite a, a an outstanding example of something. You know, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a rant and so on, but I don't know. In a nutshell, what happened was um went into the Who Shop and it was packed. Was it? It literally ah. I've never seen it this busy before. It was absolutely mm. heaving. And um The lady who manages the shop was obviously there. And the last time that I was in there before, that was the incident with the whole selfie thing. Yeah. So the last time Hmm. I was in the shop, I was over right in the corner by where the T-shirts are in the corner. Um, And I was, people who don't know this story, I was going to take a quick selfie and that was it. And she came rushing over. She's like, no, 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 no. No no pictures, no smartphones, all that stuff. This weekend, just gone. The place was heaving, packed. Um, there's a, a woman in there with her two kids. And the first thing that they did before they even... They, you know you've got the big Dalek replica by the door as you go in. I do, yeah. Yep. So the very first thing that they did before they even looked around the shop was get their phones out to take a picture, a selfie. Yeah. The lady manager... Who was, was inside
1: uh, the Dalek. I could just imagine her lifting it <laughs> off. Exterminate!
2: No, what happened was the lady manager who was there came running over to them and said, I'll take the picture for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got in the background of it.
2: Um, she was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll take the photo with you so you can all be in the photo. And bearing in mind the irony of the situation is that not only did she absolutely give me a good telling off when the shop was empty the week before for taking a selfie in the corner with just a (laughs) T-shirt, that there's a sign pinned to the Dalek that says no photos. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. It gets crazier every week. So it was, uh, my ghast was well and truly flabbered. I bet. Literally for about five minutes, I stood there just stunned, (laughs) just staring into the abyss. And my wife was like, what's the matter? Because she, because when my my wife went off there, she's like looking at other stuff, and she didn't know about this, and she was like, "What's wrong? What's the matter?" And I'm like, "I can't quite believe what I've just seen. It's quite <laughs> incredible." So, so I really don't know what to think about the whole thing. Oh, maybe just I've brilliant. just got one of those faces where I just get told off easily. No, because
1: I no, because I've been to maybe we've both got that face because I've been told <laughs> off as well. Put that camera away. um That is so funny though, especially the fact that
2: Dalek had the. thing on it saying no photos yeah it's the same with the big replica TARDIS they've got yeah it's got the similar sign on it to say no photos without permission and all that stuff and I just thought it was incredible I was like you've got to be kidding me do you think it's because
1: they were kids or whatever because I mean I I thought that story was going to go two ways I thought she's either (laughs) going to come over and take a photo or she's going to come over and say no 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 Put that phone away and we're going to have kids running out of the shop in tears. Okay, so, no. In a way, I'm kind of glad that it was the, you know, the first one. Um, but also kind of feel bemused at yeah, what's odd. going on there. Yeah, it's a very strange policy they got going on. Yeah. Um, I just would have loved it if you'd have gone over to her and said, oh, can, I, can you take my photo? Just what would she have said?
2: Yeah, I mean, No, she, no, 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 no. And she must have recognised me as well because I was in there literally the week before. And I've been in there maybe three or four times this year already. Yeah. Um, anyway, that all put aside, mm-hmm. I'm not one to hold grudges or go, you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, whatever. Um, so I picked up a few bits anyway. What, what did you yeah, ask you? What did you buy? I picked up um, uh, the Beast of Fang Rock. You know, the new, you know, the next novel. Leftbridge L- yeah. Left yeah. Stewart, yeah. Yeah, because I've got them as um, e-books, but I wanted to start getting the actual physical books, and I found oh. a signed one as well. Oh right, uh, which good. is very cool. So um, I bagged that. I also got um, my little oud, my little oud. Oh yes, yeah, little oud figure. Character. He's now Funny sitting pick. on my external hard drive, guarding. Um, you know, singing me home at the end of the workday when I'm. <laughs> the, the universe will sing you home. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good. And also picked up. Was um, it? Uh, I think I got a T-shirt. It's the. Um, a really cool T-shirt, actually. It's the old, it's really old uh, fourth Doctor Tom Baker cartoon style. Um, years and years ago when Marvel Comics did a run for Doctor Who. It's one of the covers from I that. think I can, yes, I can picture it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Um, and another couple of bits, I can't remember some other little bits. But yeah, it was okay. It was really, it was really good to see the shop really busy. That was mm. good. Um, Adam Cosplay is in there as well, actually. There was a guy oh, dressed right. as a 10th Doctor. There was a fourth Doctor and I think a third Doctor as well. Um, so that was quite good. So there was a buzz going on there. It was very good. It was good to be around all of that. I I,
1: I must admit I I love going to that shop. I haven't been for ages because it, it's just that little bit out of it. Um, whenever I'm in London, it's not it's not like it's just a couple of tube stops from central London. It's mm. just that little bit too far out of it. Um, but I'll have to yeah I'll have to. It'd be great to go there if you want
2: to. Um, just to, just say, can we get a picture in front of that darling, please? <laughs> See well, what she says. I, I'm um, still loving the whole idea that you had where we'll turn up with loads of camera equipment and lighting yeah, and everything. An
1: old-fashioned <laughs> one with a great big flash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, just, I just, my memories of it, and as I said, it is, it is a while since I last went there. Um, but I used to live, when I lived in London, central London, I used to be so much closer to it. And I used yeah, to yeah, just love... Yeah nipping in because it is just yeah it's vast and all the merchants they've got in there is incredible um and i love the little museum they've probably got a few more new bits in since i went as well because she's always buying stuff um for that museum isn't she so yeah yeah but we'll get up there at some point i know you you must be closer to it because you've been in a few times already this year
2: uh yeah well we just um every now and then just the weekend (laughs) we're like let's just drive into london and Mm. we'll have a, a look about so um but yes uh And they go, oh, actually, I've just remembered something. She might have remembered me because when I was paying for my stuff at the till, she did say she did say to me, because you've been good. Here's a free comic. Ah, oh, yes. I knew there was something you'd got. I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, So the weekend before it was free comic, uh, the Wednesday before it was free comic book day and they had a stack of them there. Yeah. She was like, because you've been good, you can have a, a, a free comic. So I'm not sure if that's a reference to me not taking any photos on that particular visit or <laughs> if she was just being nice. I don't know. but That's a good thing to have, though, because, yeah, I was hoping they'd have some of those kicking around
1: in uh, Forbidden Planet when I was there the weekend after, but they didn't. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I did see your picture of it and think, oh, you, you nabbed one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good, I'd, though. That's a good little thing to get. That's
2: cool. I'll tell um, you what, I
1: do regret not buying while I was up in London. Um, I didn't pick up the Target book. Um, you know, the new hardback which you bought. Yes. Um, so yeah. I might have to knit back to that cartoon museum. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's just because the day had got quite expensive <laughs> by that point, and it's yep. about 25 quid knit, and I was just thinking, oh, do I, don't I? But yeah, I do regret not picking that up, because I, have you had a good flick through it
2: now? Yeah, I've had a decent read of it, yeah. Oh, it's, it's brilliant, isn't really, it? Really, really good, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, not much else for me. The only thing, I've nearly finished um, Andrew Cartmel's book, The Script Doctor, on the last chapter now. Oh, yeah. And I've got to say, mate, it's... It'd been an amazing book to read.
1: It's brilliant. As Doctor Who books go, it's one of my. Fakes. Oh, yeah. I think as we, yeah. well, I love that on the show, and I know you've grown to love it as well. It's it's a great book, isn't it? Really
2: good insight into what was going on behind the scenes. Absolutely, literally every page has got a really good little insight or snippet about something to do with the production yeah. of the show. It's just, it's just never ending. It feels like a never ending like page by page list of little bits of trivia and facts and things that you, you might not have known about Sylve and mm. what went on behind the scenes. It's just an incredible book. So, if, you know, this is one of those absolute recommendations. If you've not read the script, doc- if you're into the, if you're in a classic who, especially Sylve and that era, this is a must read.
1: Yeah. If Where you- did you get yours? Cause Andrew was saying it was, this is, this is the second print, but I think he said it's already out of print, but you can still pick it up and you can get it direct from him. I think But did you manage to get yours in Forbidden Planet? Didn't you? Yeah, there was two copies.
2: Yeah, in Forbidden Planet, and I think it was fourteen quid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and it's a, it's a decent sized book as well. It's fairly chunky, and um, well, the new great. one's got more stuff in it. Yeah, it's put more extra bits in it. Yeah, there's extra. Fo- there's another photo section. Um, it's got a decent forward by Stephen Moffat as well, which is quite nice. Mm. Um, but it's a great book. Really good. Were you laughing at the bits? Because I love how candid and honesty is about
1: Uh certain people. Were you laughing about the, uh, when he's on about Pip and Jane Baker and going out for a meal with them and, you know, because knowing what they were like as well, I just, I found that so funny. Yes, the Uh, awkwardness between the the three of them. Yeah. We'll give you a lift. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, just, it's just brilliant. Yeah. I I can't echo what you've just said enough. I love that book.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, some good pickups there. Indeed. Um, Enough from us. Shall we see what's been going on in the world, Doctor? Shall we land the TARDIS and do the news? I think we should. Cool. First up, we've spoken about this a lot over the last couple of weeks and you're probably mm. bored of us talking about it now but um the target exhibition uh, at the cartoon museum was due to finish um i think it was thursday last week or friday last week one of yeah those yeah yeah um but good news it's been extended so it's now going on until sunday the 5th of june so it's on for at least another what's that two weeks at least, is it? Yeah, a bank yeah. holiday. Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so for another couple of weeks, um, it's open. Um, uh, in, so if you can get yourself into London. Um, and it, the thing that I found, you'll probably agree, is that it's in a really good location in London because you can jump off the tube at uh, Tottenham Court Road. It's about a five minute walk or just over from Tottenham Court Road. And then you're literally five minutes away from Forbidden Planet. Yep. Um, so you can literally spend an afternoon of really hooning it up. So you can go and check out the exit. And um, like we, like I said last week, it's small, but it's really, really good. So they've got like a, a dozen examples of of the target artwork. Mm. Um, but there is absolutely something amazing about seeing it because it, some of them are quite large as well. It's like A three size. So it's one thing seeing it quite small on a book cover, which has been. And you can tell on the book covers as well that they've had to reduce like, the, the colour um, uh, consistency. So the fidelity of the print isn't as good as the original artwork because it's a much simpler print and quite small. But when you see the artwork quite large in front of you and you can see like the original sketch and brushstrokes and stuff, it's really, really just amazing to see. Yeah, yeah, I'd
1: agree with that. I loved it, like you said. It's um, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased they've extended it. I was quite surprised that they were only doing it for such a short time when they announced it. Um, so it's great that it's been extended, uh, and that, yeah, I reckon, like you said, I love the fact you can literally come out of there. They've got quite a nice little shop as well, haven't they? They've yes. got some prints, and yep. I really wanted to buy the the print of the Varos cover just because the one you can buy is the original oh, yeah. where, he's, where yeah. he's got the rope but I think they're about 30 quid mm-hmm. um but it's a really nice you know there's some really nice little bits in there which are sort of exclusive like that um and they've got the new book and stuff so yeah if you can if, if you're listening to this and you can get along to it we, we both recommend it it's quite a small little place but it's really really nice to see these covers up close yeah yeah, yeah. it's
2: a good good little shop like you say as well I was surprised at how much stuff they had in there, I mean, there's probably more stuff in the shop than there is in the museum. There probably is, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They've got some target books as well, haven't they? I mean, they, they they look new. They're presumably reissues from, I don't know when they would have been been brought out, but they've got some of the actual target books in there as well, which are yeah. not always easy to find. I suppose you can pick them up on certain sites, but yeah, it's nice to be able to go in the shop and actually get some of the the older books as well. And they're yeah. giving
2: away free postcards as well. I don't know if you saw that. They're giving away no. free postcards of the target covers i picked up six or seven of them no i didn't see that they're just no. on the counter i said how much are the postcards are oh, they're free so i just bagged a lot oh right well no <laughs> she, <laughs> she
1: she had a load of um, she had a load of crap all over the counter when i oh, went in right. there was she was doing she was pricing stuff so the counter was covered. So they were probably all underneath all the rubbish. Oh, um, I didn't see. No, I didn't see that. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to pick up the book. So yeah. I'll, um, I'll nip in and just say, oh, how much are the postcards? How much? <laughs> Should be much. like
2: each. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see those. Yes. Yeah, so fans interested in art, Doctor Who artwork, regardless of if it's Target or not, go and check it out. Get to London, check it out. It's only There's there for no- another two weeks.
1: There's nothing on the news page about it, and I'm hoping I didn't dream this, but I'm sure I saw on Twitter that um, one of the artists is doing a, an appearance there before it shuts. Um, and yep. I can't remember who, and I can't remember when, which is one question, and if I've imagined it, but I'm, I'm sure I saw somewhere that... Um, it's not Chris, whose name always get wrong. It's not Chris Achilleos or Kilio. It's somebody else. It might be Alistair Pearson or someone like that. Um, I'm sure I saw that on Twitter this week that he was going to be there one night so it might be worth just doing a little google search for that yeah Um, and if you can't find it sorry it's probably just one of my many doctor who (laughs) dreams
2: that's blurred into reality but i'm pretty sure i saw that somewhere okay that's cool Uh, yeah bonus yeah um so with fairly light on news that's all that's been happening really in the world of doctor nothing to report on um new tv series stuff no capaldi stuff um yeah. They, I
1: don't think they've started filming yet, have they?
2: Uh, no, I think that's in just under two weeks' time.
1: Right, yeah, because yeah. I was wondering how much longer Pearl's in the play for, because yeah. I was thinking she obviously isn't filming yet, because she's in that every day, I presume, or yeah. every night. So, um, yeah, but they must start filming fairly soon, I think. Yeah,
2: I think it's next week or the week after. Yeah. Yeah, so we might have some bit more, a bit more stuff to report on once yeah. the filming kicks off. But otherwise, fairly light. Um, but we have got some cool merch Yes. Let's get the Daleks in and uh, and do it. Okay. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. You're a fan of the sonic screwdriver.
1: I can't get enough of the sonic Screwdrivers. I think I've got... Pretty much every blimmin' <laughs> variation that character brought out. I must admit, I do love a Sonic.
2: Yeah, we love a good Sonic yeah. around the around the TARDIS. And uh, <laughs> the Twelfth Doctor's brand new Sonic has just been released. Yes, it has. And you, I think you've got one, haven't you? I, <laughs> yes, I
1: have. Of course, I, you have. <laughs> um, I, One thing that surprised me about this was because there was this. Thing about character doing an announcement wasn't there last week, mm-hmm. um, and I think most people thought it was going to be figures. So there was two surprises for me with this announcement. The first one was that um, it was the Sonic that they were announcing rather than figures. So I thought, wow, that's good, because mm-hmm. um, we kind of knew that they are going to be doing one, but we, you know, wasn't expecting it to be announced as soon. And the second surprise was that they weren't just saying, "Oh, this is coming out." You know, in so many months' time, this is what's gonna. It was that it was gonna be out now. So they were like, "Toys R Us, you can order it for Toys R Us now." And I was like, "Whoa!" So I love the fact that they they seem to be a bit more organized. Because no offense to character, they I love their stuff. As you know, I buy all the figures and everything. But yeah, it seems that they've sort of got their act together big time on this yes. one. Because yep. yeah, to get it to do an announcement, but then to be able to go out and get it if you're lucky enough to find stock of it. Um, I thought was great. So, yeah, I saw it was announced. Um, I phoned up good old dad and said, um, uh," my my sister's got a little kid. I said, uh, do do you need to go to Toys R Us for anything? (laughs) Uh, He's like, no, no, we went on Tuesday. I was like, oh. He's like, well, what do you want? I said, oh, there's something I want to get. He's like, is it Dr. Who? i like, yeah. He's like, oh, God, then. So, my dad, bless him, um, whisked me up to my local Toys R Us, and uh, they would reserve one for me for an hour, um, which was a little bit tight to where I live, but we just got there, um, and they, yeah, they'd got like one on the shelf and one reserved. So, yeah, so I'm very pleased to pick this up. Um, I know a lot of people think this Sonic looks busy, and I was one of them, but I got to say this is one of those things that looks so much better in hand like when you look at photos of it it looks big clumsy maybe a bit messy but the actual thing personally i really like it i love it
2: it's definitely torn isn't it i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are torn on it it's um a lot of it's unusual it is unusual but that's not a bad thing you know because a a lot of the sonics I, i think this is an extension of um matt smith's sonic because his one was the first where it had like these kind of metal claws that came out at the top and it was a bit more out there. So I think this is an extension of that. It takes that a little bit further where you have got those metal sort of rods down the side near the bottom and you've got the little clips that come out on the side and look like they're holding the top part together and stuff. So the design is a bit more out there. Absolutely. Um, And I I wonder if we're going to see the clips, those
1: clamps, because they do look like they should do something like they almost look like you said, like they're holding that top. Hmm. I wonder if in the show that's, Going to be used like I don't know. Maybe he's going to take the top off or something. I I get the feeling there's more to those clamps.
2: One thing that sold it for me,
1: yeah. Green and blue lights. Come on, (laughs) come on. What about sound effects? Well, sound effects are good because when I first pushed the button, um, it came out with a standard sonic noise, and I was like, oh no, disappointment. They push it down. You have got a sort of secondary standard Sonic, and I was like, mm, okay. But like you said, green and blue light. But then there's sort of two other sound effects you can oh, you can oh, make, oh. and they're really good. They're, they're uh-huh. like they, they're new, and that's what I was that's what I was waiting for. And you know, I thought surely new Sonic, new sound effect. So yeah, it's got sort of two new sound effects that we haven't heard before, and they kind of make the light fla- uh, flash rather than just come on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, just just. Talk about the toy itself, though, because obviously you can get the proper replica from Rubbertoe, which is sort of 750 quid, which I'm sure is absolutely beautiful. But hats off to character. They have done a brilliant job with this. It For, for a toy yep. that costs between 14 and 16.99, I've got to tell you, they've done a really, really good job with it, it in terms of how it looks compared to the actual prop. Yep. For a toy, it's
2: it's really good. You yeah. want so the price difference between fifteen quid and seven hundred and fifty quid. Oh,
1: don't get me wrong. I would you know. love the actual metal proper. Don't get me wrong. I would love it, but for for a toy that costs you sort of around about fifteen quid, um, they've they've just done a really really good job making it look quite screen accurate. Do you know what I mean it doesn't? Because I I wasn't sure how they were gonna because it's such a complicated design. I was yeah. thinking, oh, are they gonna get are they gonna get this right? But they've they've really done a good job, mate. It looks great compared to you know. Compared to the actual thing. Oh, wow. You know, are you going to, are you tempted with it? I you're not so much a fan of this. I'm not sure.
2: No, I am tempted by, it. I think it will get, yeah. because like you, like you've just said, um, I think, um, even though it's just a toy and let's be honest, it is just a toy, mm-hmm. e- even though probably a large portion of doctor who fans will see it as a collectible, which is the same thing, which yeah. is fair enough. Um, as a toy, I think it looks amazing for the price mm. and, you know, and the, the detail and, you know, how they've constructed it. Um, I think it's great. So yeah, I'll be picking this one up.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I think yeah, I can imagine us at the next convention having this yeah, in cool. hand.
2: We'll have to update our profile pictures, won't we? Yeah, and interestingly, um, on Rubber Toes, uh, I think it was their Instagram or their or their Twitter feed. Um, there was actually a red version that didn't make the
1: cut. Oh, I saw that. Red, yeah,
2: all the lights inside were red, so that might have been. You know, maybe that would be a special edition at some point. Would be a thousand pounds or something, but mm-hmm. um, but that would be cool because it looked pretty good in the red. I was thinking as well, why yeah. not include it? Like, what's the what's the problem having one extra color in it's there? It's Got to be Canon, it? mate. It's got to be. You can't uh, have kids uh, running around with red lights oh, yeah. <laughs> and screwdrivers. Like, no, 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 no. So that's all good. Twelve, 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 Doctor. So you you got this from Toys R Us, right? So I go um, from Toys R Us. Yep. I'm assuming you can get it from other places, or is it exclusive to Toys R Us? Um,
1: at the moment, they've got they've got the stock of it. So for now, you can only get it from Toys R Us, right. um, and you basically they are going in and out of stock of it constantly. So it's just a case of just keep checking the website. But uh, it's also up for pre order on Amazon and Forbidden Planet. Um, they've got it on their sites, but it's not available from them till June. I forget now, somewhere around June. So it looks like at the minute, Toys R Us have got the monopoly on it right. um, for a couple of weeks, and then I think after that. The majority of the stock will be dished out to all the other sort of retailers, but okay. yeah, yeah. So that's good. So at least it'll be available from everywhere before long. Um, I think people are selling it for quite a lot on eBay at the minute. But if you can just hold out a couple of weeks, I think it'll be fairly easy to get after yeah. after that. It's only this initial period, isn't it? Indeed. Mm. Cool. So yeah, right. Uh, another merch. What have we got? We've got a couple of other bits this week, haven't we? So, big finish. This is what I was talking about earlier, being left under my my table yesterday. Um, This is a big one, isn't it? This is the big one. The new 10th Doctor Adventures um, with Catherine Tate as Donna Noble. And of course, the magnificent David Tennant as the 10th Doctor um, has has, has finally been released um, in its nice limited edition packaging. You can also buy them as three separate audios if you wish.
2: Um, Now, which of these did you order, Gary? I ordered the special a dish. how so has it arrived? It has arrived. And have you opened it? No.
1: <laughs> Nor have I, <laughs> but, not, but not for the reasons that I normally don't open stuff. Um, it's literally because I want to take some f- photos for the uh, Geeks handbag. And um, and I just didn't, I was so tired of that when I got in yesterday and it was dark because it was God's clock. So I thought I'll do it tomorrow. So I've left it sealed so that I can take some nice pictures
2: of it before I open it and and stuff um, but yeah, I will be opening it.: <laughs> I, will, <laughs> well, I will open it yeah. the only reason yeah. why I haven't is um, is because I started listening to it early on the release day, so right. I, um, I logged into my account, grabbed the download, and started listening to it straight away, um, which I'm glad I did because I, I jumped on relatively early in the morning mm. soon after, after I woke up and uh, downloaded it with no problems, but uh, literally a couple of hours later, they were having real problems with their servers because. Um, I think just thousands of people logged on to try and, and download it and they were getting stuck and downloads were not even starting. So it was a nightmare. I was one of those yeah. people because I, oh, right. I saw
1: your tweet saying um, that you would listen to it or you'd listen to it. And uh, so, yeah, I thought, right, yeah, um, I've, you know, I've got a nice afternoon free later on when I get back. Um, so it probably would have been about two, no, probably three o'clock. I started to uh, try and download it because it was a really nice sunny day. I thought I can sit in the garden, listen to it, and I just couldn't even get on the website. Um it was totally down. Um so yeah, I eventually did manage to download it but not till much later on in the evening. Okay. Um so I've only listened to Technophobia, the first story so far. Um but I've got the other two to listen to. Okay, right. Yeah. But yep. Yeah.
2: So this, say, so this thing.
1: afternoon i'll open it up and have a good old look at it
2: oh cool yeah I've listened to the whole thing I listened to it like in one sitting if you like mm-hmm. um, and um i'm not I'm not sure if we should speak a bit the reason why is because we're thinking of doing a review, aren't we yeah exactly yeah so probably week after next we're thinking of of doing a bit of a big finish week and um, and, and reviewing this um, because in the past you guys have said why don't you do some big finish reviews and so on. So I think um, maybe just as as a sort of last confirmation, if you guys want us to do some big finish reviews and start with this one, then just let us know. Just send us some tweet or a Facebook message or whatever. And if it's something you want us to do, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take your lead on it, really. We're not going to start doing big finish if you're not really that bothered. You know, you're not really into it. So if you want us to do big finish, let us know and we'll start off with this one the new 10th Doctor Adventures. Yeah. Um, So we're not going to speak about it too much now in case we end up doing this review week after next. Um, But I was... The only one thing I will say about it is that when I heard the 10th Doctor's theme kicking, I was literally grinning like a stupid idiot for like Mm. five minutes and I got goosebumps all down my arms and stuff. It was absolutely just such an amazing feeling. To know that David Tennant and Tenth Doctor and Donna are back mm. doing an adventure, and it, like I tweeted out, it's like they were never gone because you get the the setup. Of the, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but the the initial setup of the story. So this first little track one, if you like, which is only a minute or so long, which it, it has not got any audio from the from the Doctor and Donna at the beginning. It's not until at the end when they sort of come in, and then that's when the theme starts. Literally, after five seconds of David Tennant and Catherine Tate doing their thing, it's like they were never gone. Mm. It's like, click your fingers, they're back in the TARDIS, going on an adventure. It's just, I'm not going to comment on the story or anything like that, but just that initial feeling right at the beginning of hearing his theme and then going into that, it's just, it's a mind-blowing fit. It was amazing. I loved it. I I've got to echo that.
1: The theme because I was listening on headphones as well and it just I was thinking as well, is it the original? They beefed it up, it it sounded brilliant. Yeah. And and I and I know what you mean. It's great that we're oh that'll be a big finish on the phone.
2: Yep. Sorry, sorry, Nick. We're we're not oh. talking about it too much.
1: Let's do that. One of those <laughs>
2: nuisance calls.
1: Um no, I just gotta echo what you said about, about the, the theme because uh it's great that we've got to the point now where um sort of new Doctor Who started to go into that sort of um, nostalgic feel along with yes. the classic series. So, because, yep. um, you know, David Tennant was the Doctor how many years ago now? Was,
2: oh, um, was 12? he
1: 2007, something like that? Um, so no, it's sorry. nice that we're, we're so many years ahead that we can actually get that same nostalgic feeling from his theme as you sort of would get maybe from, you know, Peter Davison's theme or or the the very first Doctor's theme. It's just brilliant to get that sort of shiver down your spine of, you know, of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and like you said, uh, yeah, I totally echo about that. Just the pair of them together um, at that beginning and then the theme kicking in was just, you're like, oh, yes, here yeah, we go.
2: It's amazing. That um, theme
1: is brilliant, though. Why did they, it just, it makes the new one pale into comparison, doesn't it? Does, it does,
2: yeah, which is why I'm in two minds about possibly going back because we I used a cover version of it for the podcast, Um and I'm every time I listen to it, it's just, I don't know. So we might go back to that. I'm not sure. But, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so it wasn't 12 years ago that he did the role, wasn't it? Why did I say 12? It wasn't that long ago. No, probably, no, what, no you're probably thinking seven. Seven. No, not even that. I don't know. Five, six years ago. Yeah. Somewhere around that ballpark. But it's like they never left. It's amazing. Um, and, yeah, so if you want us to review it, if that's something that, you want us to do let us know one thing that's quite cool because every time or every time should i say most times when you order something big finish and you get it physically delivered you get a copy of vortex magazine Mm. with it which is like their i think it's monthly like a monthly roundup of what's going on at big finish and stuff one thing that they have got in here which is really good which a lot of people ask us actually quite frequently is where to start with big finish right if you've not listened to it before and they've got this cool article that says big finish is big start we recommend 21 releases for uh doctor who newcomers to audio and they give a rundown of each doctor and a a really good starting point for for big finish audio um so i might just type these out and put it on facebook if you haven't got the vortex magazine but it goes through some really good ones so um for every doctor so that's really good Really, that really is useful. good. A lot of
1: people yeah. ask that, don't they? We, we we get that quite a lot because we time. talk about Big yeah. Finish, yeah. What would you where should I start? What should I because their output is so immense. It's really yeah. difficult. I, I always struggle to to answer that question because especially with anything like a story you think's really good, someone else, you know, might not be a good one for them to to start with. So it's great that they've finally done that because I thought they'd have done that ages ago mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. But it seems like Big Finish I think because of their new series License. It seems like they're getting their act together properly now, doesn't it? Like you know, with the app, they've just improved the app big time uh, yeah, on, on iTunes. So the yep. app has been all updated, and they're really proud of it. And and I have to say, it's a lot easier to use. The website is getting an overhaul soon, I believe. Yes. Um, yep. So we're looking forward to seeing what that's like. Um, yeah, and they're doing things like this, which you know, people have been asking for for ages. Um, so I think with the new series stuff kicking in, that they've got, they're. They're getting getting it together. Yeah. Um yeah, if absolutely. only they would bring back the forum
2: though. Did you did you um yeah. get into that or was that a little bit just after your No, no, I was um right. I checked out the forum for a bit before they took it down and um It was
1: great the big finish forum. I don't know why they got rid of it. I know they used to get the odd bit of stick and but it wasn't like some dot two sites where it was just all negativity and useless, you know. It was it wasn't like that. I mean, yeah, there was the odd bit, but it was Generally, a really good forum mm-hmm. um, for chatting about the releases and stuff. And I, I'm still gutted that they
2: yeah. they got rid of that. Maybe they'll bring it back as part of the new the new site design and stuff.
1: I'd like to think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they will. I think they. Yeah. I think maybe it was just taking up too much time to moderate. Maybe. But um, but I would love to see that come back. Yeah. yeah. I missed the
2: big finish for them. Yeah. Uh, so that's the tenth Doctor's adventures, and it's a three-parter. Uh, The first story is called Technophobia, followed by Time Reaver, and then Death and the Queen. Mm. So it's quite unusual to have a three-parter. Normally, it's a single story or a box set of, what, four stories? So it's quite unique. It's pretty pretty good. It's a really good time span as well. Having three stories is just long enough so you can have a decent, well-thought-out mapped story, but it's not too long that by the end of the fourth part you're like... Well, that's um, you know that took a while to get through. So it's a good time as well. So that's out right now. You've probably seen it splashed around Doctor Who magazine adverts for a few months now, getting pre-orders in and stuff. But it's out right now, MP3 or order the CD, whatever. Um, and the box set's really nice as well. If you get the special edition um, box set. And the artwork, the cover art is amazing. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? This whole purple... Really? sort of vortex thing going on. It absolutely suits the 10th Doctor. They've got this spot on. So it's it's a great release. And if you're into the 10th Doctor, it's worth a game, for sure. So that's the 10th Doctor Adventures on Big Finish. Lastly, in Merch Corner, we have some third Doctor news. Ooh. Um, So the Titan comics, which we've been following since they launched, um, have started to branch out into the classic era a lot more now. So um, a couple of months ago, we said... Uh, great news! The fourth Doctor comic is going to be released, and that was really good. And it's a very, very good story. Um, now we're going to have a five-parter for the, first, the third Doctor, which yes. is even more great news. Because um, uh, any time where you take uh, one of the Doctors from the classic years and you start to expand on the story, and you you know you, you keep that you keep that Doctors alive, you know the, the spirit and the adventure of that particular Doctor. If it's done well, like Big Finish do, and To be fair, the Titan comics have done that very well. Um, This is only a good thing. Um, And it's going to be written by Paul Paul Cornell, who's no stranger to writing comics. Really good writer. Um, And the particular companions in this story uh, is going to be Joe and the Brigadier. Yes. So it's going to be a cracking story, I believe. It's a five-parter. I think it's out in August. Uh, One second... I think it's August. July or August, one of the two. Um and They'll it's
1: probably go back anyway. They very often do with the release dates, don't they? Yeah.
2: And it's gonna have the usual raft of variant covers. <laughs> they are so nice though. I'm looking
1: at them now. These this one, ones, the Third are Doctor great. suit comic you know, oh, oh, yeah. Just, yeah. The covers are brilliant on these. Uh well the ones that they've released already, I I think they look fantastic actually.
2: The yep. variants. Yeah. There's one particular cover which just looks amazing, It's I think it's going to be the default uh, cover if you don't go for any of the other variants and it's the Doctor holding up his Sonic and he's got the TARDIS in the background and he's got his red wings of his cape out to the side and just the, the expression on his face so this is cover A I'm talking about it's by Josh Burns, he's the cover artist and the likeness of John Pertwee and the expression on his face is amazing, it's, it's stunning, great great cover Um, And then we've got some of the other variants. I think cover B is an actual photograph of John Pertwee. It's got his Um, other
1: companions in the background as well, which is interesting because you can see Sarah Jane and uh, Joe Grant and mm -hmm. um, who's the other one that's there? There's a sea devil. Sea devil and an ice
2: warrior. Oh, is there an ice warrior as well? I can't quite see from where I am. Yeah. Oh, the brig, yeah. The brig and uh, your good friend. um, uh, Oh, John Levine. uh, John Levine, sorry. Yep. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I think this is going to be really good, and it is out the end of August. End of August. So it's um uh, a few months away, but this is an absolute pickup if you're into oh, the Titan Comics. If you yeah, like the Fourth definitely. Doctor one, especially if you like their sort of first dip in their toe in the water with the classic years, this will be a great, a great one to get. So, yes, Third Doctor Adventures in Titan Comics. Yeah,
1: nice, nice to see another Doctor joining their line. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, mm.
2: uh, that's going to do for news and merch. Uh, right. Adam, my good fellow. Hello there. Adam, old boy. (laughs) What are we reviewing this week? Our review
1: this week is no mystery. It's the greatest show in the galaxy.
2: Yes, it's festival time at the Psychic Circus. The greatest show in the galaxy. So why not come along and have the time of your life with the non stop action of its glittering circus ring.
1: This big prize is... To no,
0: don't believe it. Junk
2: mail.
1: No
0: we used to get mountains stuff the, the letterbox. And now you're being bombarded accident. with it inside the Remember? TARDIS. Yes, Junk mail. Or whether
2: you want to compete, there's a great time for you on the planet's second axe. The planet has easy access for our special polyportable landing base.
0: Nice. I thought you'd been interested in the circus. No, kid stuff. I went once. Didn't even have any tigers. It was naff and it was boring. Apart from the clowns, of course.
2: But you found them funny?
0: No, creepy.
2: Right, the greatest show in the galaxy. I'm probably going to do that a lot because he does it a lot.
1: I hope so. Yeah, and it
2: used to drive you mad. Does it still? Does it still irritate you as much or do you kind of like it now? No, I kind of like it now. This is, yeah. this is probably, before we get into the, this review, this has probably been my biggest kind of turnaround or transition from not liking something to absolutely loving something I've ever known. Um, when I first started my journey into Classic Who, um, I honestly really couldn't stand Sylvester McCoy and a large part of his era. I honestly, mate, I, I just couldn't, I know. couldn't get my head around it as you all know. Um, but now I've got to tell you, I absolutely love Sylvester McCoy and his yeah. era. I honestly, it's grown on me so quickly. And so, you know, such like, like an epiphany almost. It's like, you know, why did you ever, you know, maybe it's just because, uh, I was so into some of the other classic doctors and stuff. And I was constantly watching that and, and stuff. But anyway, loving sylph now loving once not say loving, but you know i'm more tolerant of the rolling of every single r in every sentence in every scene and he's got loads of opportunity to use it in this and he oh, So you got yeah. like the the gods of rock, 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 rock right. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um yes yeah, so the greatest show in the galaxy this was back in 1989 and mm-hmm. uh, it's a four-parter uh written by stephen wyatt uh directed by alan wearing and uh uh, our our buddy, Mr. Cartmel overseeing the script as usual.
1: Very much so, yeah. Yes. yeah.
2: And, right, so, really simple synopsis this one. Um, the Doctor and Ace get an invitation to go and visit a psychic circus um, on the planet of Seganax. Um, Ace is a bit reluctant at first because she doesn't like clowns, understandably. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Stephen King's It? You'll be just as oh, scared yeah. of clowns as everyone else from that time period. Um, So with a bit of reluctance they go to this planet they land nowhere near the circus which is handy Um, and en route to the circus they find out that some sinister stuff is going on, they meet some unlikely characters when they get to the circus they realise that something is absolutely not right people are disappearing, people are getting locked up Uh, the clowns are not as happy and fluffy as you would like them to be and it turns out that um, it's all a bit of a a bit of a farce to please and appease the uh, the gods of Ragnarok, mm. and uh, as you all know, as the story goes, the Doctor does save the day, albeit um, with a couple of casualties. Yes, um, but that's pretty much it. In a say. nutshell. In a nutshell, yeah. Um, right off the bat, great story this one.
1: It is. And it is a great yeah, story. Yeah. And it
2: surprised me, this one, because on face value, I thought this looks absolutely shocking. <laughs> <laughs> when I first, I think um, when I first, when I was going through one of those phases, like, right, I haven't ordered any classic DVDs in a while. Let me order a bunch. Um, I looked at this one and I must have looked at it two or three times. And I, every time I thought, nah, I'll leave that one till later on because it just looks mm. absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a mistake. What a mm. mistake that was because... Um, when you actually get into the story and watch it for a little while, it's a uh, it's a really really good, well written, bags of potential story.
1: Yeah, 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 it's full of great ideas. Yep. Um, it's full of great characters mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I was just thinking, actually, you, you mentioned in Stephen Wyatt, the the writer, because the other story he wrote is Paradise Towers. Um, and although um, I really like Paradise Towers, but although it's not. Um, perfect what actually ended up being on screen um again it was full of these great characters um you know i mean okay pecs or whatever but you know <laughs> what i mean but they are memorable characters and i think again this one he's done a great job in fact if anything he's done a better job uh with the characters in this because there's it's a big cast
2: yes I would there's say
1: there's a so. lot of people yeah. in this there's a lot going on um but i think they're they're really good I, I love the characters we get to know in this so one of the things i love about stephen wyatt um from his 2.2 stories is that he brings us into a world. Yes. So it's not it's not yeah. very too, it's not two dimensional it's not just the doctor and ace landing on a planet and you know there's characters there but, but they're inconsequential or whatever. Stephen Wyatt brings us into a world which I sort of invest in and you know with the characters so yeah. So I really like this one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, good stuff. And it it came, it came at the right time within this series as well because Previous to this we had Silver Nemesis. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, it should have been the other way around. It should have been, yes. Because Ace is wearing the uh what's her name, the character. She's wearing
2: the earring. Flower Girl's um is it yeah. Flower Girl? Flower Flower, is it Flower Girl? Flower Girl. Flower somebody.
1: Flower Child Flower
2: it? Child, sorry. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah. She's the earring that Ace is wearing in this, which was Flower Child's um she's already got on That's in right. *Silver Nemesis because I think they had to switch it round. Because I think *Silver Nemesis was the 26th 20, anniversary... Oh, I'm getting all confused now. Season 25, 25th anniversary story. Um, and they wanted Sylvan Nemesis to go out on the right date and I think they were, for some reason it got pushed up in the schedule. Yeah. So because they got switched round, yeah, there's a bit of a
2: continuity error there. Yeah. yeah. So um, have we reviewed *Silver Nemesis? Not yet. Not yet, right. So... Um, But at that point, um, the Happiness Patrol and Silver Nemesis weren't really viewed as some of Doctor Who's best, even in this era with the Seventh (laughs) Doctor, really. Mm. Um, So it sort of came at the right time and then it got followed on by Battlefield. Yeah. So, um, and it, yeah, so what we'll, when we come around to reviewing those other stories, we, you know, you'll get a bit more of an insight in why I'm saying that. But for me, it's one of those little gems within a series. You know, every doctor's got that, you know, that's that series run and you have those one, they have that one story where it's not looked at as the most popular one. Cause I think with Sylve's era, it's probably remembrance of the Daleks is probably the one that everybody would say, yeah, you know, would be the best story from his era or m- possibly, you know, one of the most popular um, definitely this one this is one of those little gems where it doesn't really get talked about in great detail uh, i'm not saying it's overlooked but it doesn't really get talked about in so much detail but um it, it's just a gr- it's a great one to watch mm. you know it's not one that you would pick off the shelf um and think oh crikey you know, i'm gonna have to sit through this you know you, you, you actually think yeah it's a great story i want to watch it so mm. um it came at the right time in my opinion in in the, in the series. Yeah. Um, and
1: I, I, I love that it finished up the, the series as well. Cause I think it really, like you said, it suits it. Um, cause I think if we'd have gone out on C- series 25 with Silver Nemesis, not there really matters much now all this yeah. time later, but yeah. well, I think this one really is a
2: great one to finish off the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. mate. Yeah. Um, some of the, so let's talk about the, the story as a whole then. Mm-hmm. So moving through the story, um, I completely agree with what you said um, with Stephen Wyatt's writing. He, he completely creates that escapism within the show where you can get lost in the world that's been created for you. Yeah. Um, Cause you're absolutely right with some stories, they can feel a bit flat sometimes and you feel like you're just going through the motions. Like it's a story that's been created and the script isn't too bad, but the overall story feels a bit flat hmm. and it's, it's, potentially something that we said about previous stories where you can't quite put your finger on it. There's nothing particularly bad with the story. It just doesn't feel particularly exciting and it doesn't feel like, you know, you're getting much out of it. Whereas this particular story, along with Paradise Towers, even though Paradise Towers is a little bit on the crazier side, um, Mm. at least it kind of draws you into that world, you know, isolates you and it's, and uh, I, I completely found out with this story as well. The moment that the TARDIS lands, um, on uh, I'm saying that right, on Seganax. Seganax yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So as soon as the TARDIS lands on Sega I mean, really, before that, even when you get that strange little
1: oh, the little in, robot,
2: the invitation robot. Um, yeah. Even before, even when that turns up, as soon as you see the advert for the psychic circus on the screen from that point on, really, you're into it because you can see that the Doctor's really intrigued. Mm. You know, he wants to go and check it out, but Ace is a bit more, no, I hate I hope I clowns. clowns. Yeah. Um, so for, even from that point on, you think, ah, oh, there's something there. Little... I love that. I love that scene, actually. I've just got, you,
1: you're saying about the robot. I'm so glad you mentioned him because um, I'd, I'd almost forgotten that. I love that that stupid, bug-eyed <laughs> robot that invites him to the circus and that little scene with the Sylve juggling in the TARDIS and, Sophie, uh, sorry, Ace, I mean, coming out in the fourth Doctor's scarf and oh, yep. it's a really nice little intro. I,
2: I, I love it. It's cool. She also has, I think it's Mel's top from oh, that's another right. story. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but she has Paradise Towers, actually, Paradise I think Hours. Hours. Yep. Yeah. um Yes, it's a great little opening scene and from that point mm. on, really, you're kind of drawn in immediately because Sil- Sylvester McCoy has that great acting ability to give that expression like sort of half-excited, a quarter sort of disappointed that Ace doesn't want to be more into it and another quarter like, we're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so he's got that great ability to, um, to sort of, as the viewer, sort of take your hand and drag you into the story and the adventure, which is great. Mm. Um, and then story overall, I think the pacing was great in this story. Mm. Um, with some classic stuff, it can drag a little bit, can't it? And you have, yeah. you have certain stories where you think, Christ... You know, let's just get on to the next one because, you know, this is a bit slow. I didn't find out with this. No, and I think one of the reasons for that is because
1: um, it takes them a little while to actually get to the circus. I mean, I think it's, they don't get to it to the end of episode one, I don't think.
2: End of the episode, yeah.
1: End yep. of episode one, isn't it? So there's, you know, you've got a whole episode before they even get to the circus. But one of the reasons I think it doesn't drag is because of the other characters in it. You know, mm-hmm. that, that you sort of care about and sort of get to know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the pacing's really good. I think maybe a slight
2: bit of padding here and there, but no, pretty much overall, it's, it moves along at a good pace. Yeah. And I think that's because there's quite a lot going on as well. It's, like you said, it's yeah. a big cast. And you've got these pockets of things going on because we jump into the story initially, don't we, with um, Bellboy and Flower Child um, trying to escape the circus yeah and they're being hunted down by these kites in the sky kites uh, it with the eyes yeah it, it sounds ludicrous, honestly it sounds if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, you're probably thinking, what the clip I know he's about? Sky. but it all makes sense you know later on deadly kites deadly kites, yeah, so they're getting tracked down, aren't they and flower child unfortunately gets she gets killed near the beginning mm. That's her, hence she drops the the earring that ace finds um so you it's got that cool. That coolness—it's got that—it's got that coolness factor with the Doctor Who story because it's got the good ingredients straight away off the bat. It's got that, mm. you know, sinister, you know, uh, limousine full of horrible clowns That's driving brilliant. around trying In the to. Desert. Yeah, you've yeah. got these strange kites. You've got the weird sort of bus conductor that kills Flower Child. God so God you've God. got that big conspiracy, that sinister thing going on, and then you've got the really light-hearted Ace trying on stuff. The Doctor juggling and playing spoons you know it's got all those good ingredients that kick you off in the right direction straight away I forgot he played the spoons again yeah that's brilliant I was like the spoons are back because even Ace says don't she oh not the spoons not again the spoons um, I still
1: don't know how he did you know when he's juggling and the one of the balls vanishes I still don't
2: know how they did that someone, someone caught it
1: yeah but they must have been like hanging over that dodgy TARDIS
2: set they must have just been well let's not forget this was a temporary TARDIS set yes yes well yeah Um, because the original studio had an asbestos breakout. They found a load of asbestos, didn't they? So they had to not use it for a week or so.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, this is really interesting, isn't it? Because this so nearly went down the same route as Sharda, um, where they'd filmed all the location stuff. And then when they come to do the studio, they couldn't do it because of the the asbestos scare. So it so nearly got scrapped, didn't it, the story? Um, But it was John Nathan Turner for Tooth and Claw, to get it to get it finished because he was just like I'm not having another shada, it's just it's yeah. just not going to happen. And apparently he really went to great lengths to, because you know at the time the way things were with the show they were just like nah, ride it off, you know they didn't really forget care it. yeah. So he yeah he arranged for this to be filmed in Elstree Studios car park, where they set up the you know like the the tent and the sets and the Tardis set and and all that. Uh, yeah. So like you said, so it's brilliant actually that this actually did finish. Mm -hmm. getting made because it was so nearly a goner Um, and it really adds to that feel doesn't it you know like all the sort of when they're running through the circus corridors and you sort of almost feel like it's outside because of the wooden floor and that it sort Mm -hmm. of really adds to it although apparently it was a nightmare before all the noise that they had to keep constantly stop filming because of all the noise outside from planes and cars i can
2: imagine (laughs) it was a fiasco it was a real difficult shoot yeah yeah so it's great though so i can imagine that because it was a temporary set, it was quite easy for somebody to just nip up on a ladder, or a little crane or something, and just when he's juggling, lobs one of the just balls. Catch up. it, yeah. I don't have know. you maybe?
1: Yeah, have you seen that brilliant photo of um of all the Doctor Who team with the Aloha Low cast? Because they apparently they had a, the fire alarm went off at one point during filming. That's right. So um they all had to sort of evacuate the building, and the, there's pictures of like. All the lower low cast with the firemen and like, and, sorry, not Daleks, but Sylvester McCoy and all that. And it's, it's brilliant, to, you know, that, that era of time, all these people just yeah. in that one spot, you know, just outside. Yeah, I love it. But it's, I'm so glad they did complete this story.
2: Yeah. Um, so pacing, I found it pretty much spot on, to be honest with you. Mm, um, yeah. There was a decent amount of, obviously, we had the, the typical running away. <laughs> in who we had does quite a bit of running and um
1: yeah but i like i kind of like she feels properly scared in this uh, sophie sells it to me that she really doesn't like maybe she doesn't she really sells it to me that she's wants to be nowhere near that blimmin circus
2: well that's a good bit of character mm. um writing because at the beginning she she actually makes a point doesn't she that she's not scared of anything she says that right at the beginning Yeah. You know, she's like, you know, I'm not scared of it. It's either I'm not scared of anything or nothing scares me or something like that. But then, yeah, when we actually get to the point where the clowns are after her, she does look somewhat petrified. Terrified, yeah. (laughs)
1: That bit where she's locked in the room and they all start slowly moving. I mean, that's brilliant.
2: Pretty creepy, yeah. That's proper Doctor Who creepy, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, So the story ticks along nicely. Um, The pacing's really good. Direction, I thought, was was pretty was pretty good for the time. There wasn't because of the situation of what was going on with sets and stuff like that. It was a bit of a challenge to get because it's not as much of a controlled environment as being mm. in a proper studio. So, um, and like you said, they had these problems with like you know planes going over and oh, they had to constantly stop and start, yeah, like massive yeah. trucks reversing outside the studio of like big you know. So it was quite a challenge to get it done to a a decent standard that. John Nathan Turner and so on would be happy with to put it out to the public mm. um, so while it's not perfect um, if you realise and appreciate the reason why it's not perfect then it kind of you sort of gloss over it um, but for the most part I thought the direction was pretty good especially I, I the location stuff that was really good
1: yeah I think, that, I think the direction's really good actually I think Alan Waring did a great job with this um, especially considering what you just mentioned as well um, no I thought it was really good mm. I, I think um, yeah it's quite he's done his best to sort of give us some you know pretty it's not just sort of standard shooting point like we said about some yeah. stores. you yeah. know yeah, I think he does a really good job with this
2: and the location was really nice so it was mainly sort of not desert but it was like it wasn't even a quarry really was it there wasn't any quarries in this one it was more just a sort of a dirt road on the way to the circus and um, that was set out in a field of just dry mud really it looked like it was really hot
1: yeah i like think something. somewhere near dorset or something because i um yeah. i think it's alan Waring actually on the on the making of it saying about the bus because you know that's the same bus from delton the bannerman oh, yeah. repainted yeah. Mm-hmm. um he was saying that they couldn't they couldn't get it out or so after filming they couldn't move it so he said as far as he knows it's still there because they got permission to just leave it no way he said it's probably honestly it's on the making of it. he said it's probably just buried under some sand and I think, it, I think it might have been a quarry um, but he said yeah it's, it's probably still there because we, we couldn't move it after oh, we right. finished filming so we got permission to leave it it's probably not it's probably been
2: chucked but it's just really weird to think that they just left that it could that still be there. there let's go find it let's go find it Yeah. Um, so yeah location's really good the circus is pretty good nothing amazing inside the circus it's pretty small budget mm. constraints all that stuff um, but it's still it's still a good watch the direction is still good pacing's good um, from that perspective, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Let's speak about some characters. Yes. Because there's quite a few. Um, what about the first two that we encounter then? So, uh, bell boy and flower child. Because uh, yeah, he plays a quite a good, a decent part throughout for them, for the main part, doesn't he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say I love, I love the costumes in this as well. I love. Mm. He kind of looks like he's on sort of Beatles cover or something, yeah. isn't it? Like the jacket and that. Um, yeah. Considering. Um, Considering they're not in it that much, uh, well, flower charts gets picked off pretty quick. But yeah, yeah, yeah good performances from these guys. Um, I, I like, I like both of them actually. Uh, I particularly like um, uh, what's his name, Bellboy. Bellboy, yep, yeah, Christopher yeah, 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 because he's kind of the guy that's made these robots, and they've all gone wrong. And he kind of blames himself, and he's kind of cracking up. He's doing. He's sort of a bit like Paul, isn't he, from the Robot of Death, in the sense that he's the robots, but he's not quite. He hasn't gone to that class of uh, going over the board. With yeah, it. he's not. So he's yeah. kind of like disturbed by the fact that what's become
2: of his his robots. Really, I think he does that pretty well. Yes, he does yeah. that very well. And one thing that um, it, it's very good about the supporting cast that I noticed throughout is that um, people like um, bellboy, uh, deadbeat, deadbeat. yeah. Um, not so much Nord. We'll come on to him in a second. Oh, quickly. you are all oh, man. Um, but yeah, so Ace, um, Deadbeat, uh, Bellboy and so on. The guys that are being chased after by the clowns, they do actually portray a real sense of, like mm. you said earlier, they might actually be scared of clowns. I'm not sure, but yeah. they all do a really good job of being believably scared by these clowns because they are quite freaky, especially the, um, the chief clown. They are, they are quite creepy, because I don't, I don't like clowns in general anyway. I don't trust no. them. I don't trust them. No, don't I, like the way I'm they not a fan of clowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can tell that they, don't, <laughs> that they don't like them, and they bring that across really well. so um, And there's real fear as well, that opening scene where the two of them are being chased by the kite and the clowns and stuff. Mm. Um, like yeah. you said, anyone
1: listening to this will be thinking, Chase by kites. So, <laughs> it does sound crazy, but it works so well. It does work. It really yep. does. Um, as, you've, as you've mentioned him, can we just talk about the chief clown, Ian Reddington? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he just brilliant? Really I mean, good like, casting. He, just, yep. he looks the part for a start, because he's got quite unusual features, but he just looks brilliant. And he is properly creepy. Uh-huh. And I love all the hand gesture movements which you know our listeners can't see but i'm doing them now uh, i love all that stuff that he does and the crazy eyes that he's got um yes. have you seen that outtake of that thing being dropped on his head during yes. filming yep. isn't that That's there's, a there's a bit it's the um it's the cell door he d- basically they dropped it too soon so he's supposed to back out the door's supposed to drop down because it's metal isn't it it's a metal cage yes. yep. and basically on the first take or whatever it really properly he doesn't move back in time or they drop it too soon and it properly bangs him on the head i think mm-hmm. it smashed his teeth or something it's really painful to watch yeah. so yeah. um but he's superb
2: in it I, I love the chief clown he's great yeah we'll come on to him in a, in a, in a little while with him and the other clowns and so on yeah. yeah um so then we get introduced to i think the next person because we get introduced to um uh, the woman the stall lady yeah, um, she's funny, she is. I who, like her. Who serves up what looks like a, a a big melon or something and inside it is full of like yogurt and sweet corn or pumpkin oh, seeds or something. Disgusting, does not it? And um so she's she was she's only got a tiny part, but she was um she was a really good little part. So she wasn't really comic relief, but and she wasn't meant to be funny, but she had this you couldn't help but sort of smile at her. She was very direct. In her yeah. thoughts about the circus and newcomers and drifters <laughs> and so on, um, I love
1: it because I love the bits, the sort of
2: between her and
1: Sylvester, like the scenes between them two. So thank you, madam, and all that. There's there's an element of humour there, which
2: is quite subtle but really quite good. Yeah, and he's also trying to play play down their intention because she she's like, oh, you don't want you're not going to that stupid circus are you and he's like no 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 you know <laughs> no, he's no. trying to play it down but then he immediately turns around he's like can we get a lift to the circus to that guy yeah who is it nord with the big oh, nord nod. so that's what oh said so nord <laughs> um potentially the only character in the story that hams it up a little bit a little bit and goes a, a wee bit uh i assume you think he's quite theatrical then
1: yeah i do i'd agree yeah. with you he, he does he doesn't uh it, thankfully he's not in it enough to ruin it um and he's not terrible but he does hammer up big time he um the thing is he's one of those actors that used to sort of pop up in loads of shows He kind of always did that sort of character so i guess guess they cast him to do that sort of character but um he's still quite funny i mean as i said he's the sort of thing that may have annoyed me at the time when i was watching this when it went out when i was a lot younger thinking oh no he's silly you know (laughs) but now i kind of just find him a bit funny with his um what does he say? I'll go nibble your ears off or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he says, I'll do something terrible to your ears. Or something like <laughs> so, that. It, he's got some very fetching headgear on as well. It looks yes. a little bit like Zelda's headgear from Robots of Death, actually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So he but, comes um, <laughs> on his bike. On his bike. He comes roaring across on his massive like chopper three wheel bike or something. He's got he, a cheeseburger in it. He's got a yeah yes uh, ace offers to fix it he's having none of it it's very rude drives off and then the next time we see him he gets thrown into the circus act and then gets obliterated so
1: oh that is funny though when he, cause yeah. he, he starts off well he thinks oh, i've got this yeah and then they say and now tell us your best joke and he's like a joke
2: yeah
1: well, um don't really do jokes <laughs> oh god oh yeah and, <laughs> and then um, the next thing we see is
2: puff of smoke and that's him yeah gone gone huh. Um. So yeah, Nord. Nord's an interesting one. He's he, he is very OTT with it. He's, he's probably because I I did recognise him. I'm sure he's been in some other oh he was kid, in loads of shows things and stuff then. like that. Yeah, and he plays that scoundrel sort of you know nasty character. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he probably thought, oh, I've got this. I've done this character a million times. It's all good. Um. He was quite cringeworthy, but almost funny at the same time. I would say. Mm. Was he named Daniel Peacock? Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um, then we had the, the little boffiny nerd, kiddy character. Hello, um, whiz kid. Who looked like a combination of Where's Wally and Harry Potter. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, he's um, Adrian Mole, isn't he? He's Adrian, Adrian Mole. That's
2: right, yeah. I remember that. Uh, and from, where did I read this? It might, have been, it might have even been in the script, Doctor, book that I'm reading at the moment. But his character was put in there. Because he was meant to be like some of the fans of the show at the time,
1: exactly yeah he re- he basically he re- he represents the fandom at the time, being very geeky, knowing everything about the show yes um, and I think perhaps John Lafininterer you know loved it when he gets obliterated yes
2: uh, in the circus, just yeah. a pair of steaming glasses now personally speaking, um, that was a little bit of a um i, I I'm hoping anyway or assuming that they weren't tarring all of the Doctor Who fans with that brush at the time because (laughs) I know that, well, not me personally at the time because I was only, how old would I have been? Nine years old, Um, but reading articles and reviews and speaking to people who were fans of the show, a bit older than when I was at that time, they weren't like that at all. So I'm hoping it's not a generalisation and that that's what they think that all Who fans were like at the time. But I know that there were a couple of fans that really pestered John Nathan-Turner and Andrew Cartwheel for a couple of years, constantly sending in script ideas. Telling them how it should be done. Telling them exactly what the Doctor should be saying and doing and because Mm. it links to this story and really just nerding out completely, but not really getting it. So um, he's an annoying character but which is good because I think he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's supposed to be that annoying little boffin that knows everything. You know, and it it is quite good when he gets obliterated. It, it is quite funny. Mm-hmm. It's it is funny. good because but at the same time you do feel a little bit well, he was kind of harmless really. He wasn't really doing anything majorly wrong. No. You know, he wasn't he wasn't really a threat to anybody. He was fairly harmless, but it, uh, a part of me thinks, you know, that was a bit of a sly dig at, at well, it, some Doctor Who fans because he just turns up with good intentions and then just gets obliterated.
1: <laughs> well, I guess so I suppose it is. It is a really, I mean, the thing is, it's just, yeah, he's just there to represent the sort of annoying quarter of fandom that would perhaps driving JT up the wall at the time. So it's just a little in-joke, isn't it, for JT to say, you know, he probably just got a little bit of something out of his system by <laughs> yeah. having him obliterate. It's the sort of thing Stephen Moffat would probably love to do. Now, <laughs> if you're not yeah, you'd right. love to do it now, yeah,
2: yeah. And he has a cool little tank top, though, very similar to very nice, the yeah. no, and yep. a bow tie, doesn't he? Do Does you have a bow tie? Bow ties are cool, yeah. Bow ties cool, glasses, yep. yeah. He's got it all going on, all going on. Right, um, other supporting characters. What about? Um, okay, so when we actually get to the circus, so we've met the clowns, we've met some other people on the way. When we get to the circus, we have, um, the, is it Morgana? the crystal, the psychic. Yes. Yeah. The psychic woman. woman. Yeah. Um, she was quite intriguing because she was,
1: she doesn't like what's going on. Does she doesn't she's like, like mm, it. No, not. They want to really be a part of this, but yeah. she's also quite sinister in a way.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she, she's obviously in cahoots with the people who run in the circuits. Mm. Um, more specifically the ringmaster guy, the rapper guy. <laughs> um, and <laughs> so she knows, she kind of senses what's going on. Or sort of her safety and the people around her, because she knows that if you know if if they can't provide entertainment for these three gods then you know they're on the chopping board next so she's kind of got that you know but she doesn't like it she knows that it's no good she you know, don't really want to be a part of it yeah bad things happen I, th- I quite like her, her performance Deborah Manship mm. I quite liked her she was um I found her quite interesting I just wish that I'd seen a bit more of her yeah in the story
1: do we get the impression that um that you know the, this circus was once a happy place and then one day the gods of ragnarok just turned up and like took over and they were like oh these guys seem cool and then you know 10 years later they're still sat there and they're having to entertain him and then entertain him and they're like oh i wish we'd never let these guys in or do you or is it that the the psychic circus was always built around the gods of ragnarok I, I get the impression it was once a fun place that these guys just sort of took over one day.
2: Um, it It's never revealed, is it? The, the backstory. I, I, um, no,
1: but doesn't one of them, I forget, doesn't one of the characters say, oh, it used to be a happy place or something, yeah. which made me think that perhaps the gods of Ragnarok just turned up one day and said, "Ah, oh, show us, you know, put a shell on for us. Oh, sure. And then started obliterating people. And they're like, hey, uh,
2: what's going on? I don't know. Yeah, I... I would say that's probably more likely the scenario where mm-hmm. it was a, a traveling circus and it was all good, a typical yeah. thing, and then these guys turned up and then it's all gone to all gone to uh, poo poo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I I probably go down your train of thought on that one
1: because cause I think yeah Morgana sort of seems to me to be like you said someone who would rather not be part of it but kind of can't
2: escape. Yeah, sort of thing. I would yeah. say so ringmaster we have some very snazzy little rap tunes from him don't we
1: yeah we do Um, funny enough you know when you were saying right at the start of our review about how things get how this perhaps sometimes gets uh, slightly overlooked compared to sort of remembrance and stuff Um, I think yeah one of the things that sticks in my mind um, with the story is when it very first aired I remember cringing at the rapping I remember thinking oh no Doctor Who (laughs) what are you doing don't you know i thought they were trying to be cool at the time um and, and uh, i didn't really like it i still think it is a bit cringy, but it's nowhere near as bad as i sort of always think it is if you like yeah it kind of really it does actually work quite well actually with the story when i watch it now um but um yeah not sure about the ringmaster myself <laughs> yeah. i do love it when they they get they also get obliterated and i do do love it when he's cuz they've been throwing these people in presumably for for years haven't they to their to their death. And then when there's no one left, it's down to um, the ringmaster and his assistant or whatever. Yep. And they just sort of get, what happens to that? They get put in a box and
2: blown up or something, don't they? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. They, they get, yeah, it's like the start of a magic trick, but then, you know, instantly that they're going to get blown yeah. up. So they sort of get their comeuppance really. But yeah. Um, what do you think of him though? Your ringmaster? I think he's okay. I, the, one of the reasons why I like him is because uh, he, he's an, he's a native American, right? Like, that's not an accent he's putting on. He is from America. He's from Florida and Chicago, whatever. Um, so that's good that there's a, an American actor in Doctor Who that somebody is not putting on and failing miserably at doing an American accent. It's pretty good. Um, and he went. He actually went on to be a, a quite a, a big movie star. Did he after this? Yeah, because he was in mm. Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Stanley cast. Yeah, um, and he was also in. Um, uh the james cameron see uh aliens the aliens movie alongside sigourney uh-huh. weaver and all that stuff so uh-huh. he went on to be um uh quite a big star and he's been in mission impossible and some other things so um yeah so it's it, it's kind of i kind of agree with you the rapping does seem a little bit it's a bit cheesy a bit cheesy but when you look mm. back on it now in in context with the story it kind of fits because the whole story is a little bit not necessarily quirky but it does have these sort of strange elements you know around it so it does mm. it does fit kind of the story but it is very It does. Ready. but I thought mm. he was pretty good he had this sort of intensity when he wasn't playing the happy sort of ringmaster and when he was talking to Morgana and you know telling the clowns to hunt down the doctor and stuff he did have this intensity and this very much you know actually yeah I think
1: you've just you've just hit on something there um, which is why I think these characters work really really well Because actually, yeah, you're right. They've got two sides. Um, They've really everyone in this pretty much has really fleshed out their own character. So, because they've also they've sort of got a performance side of when they're in the circus, and then they've got that bit when they're sort of a bit like when you're at work, you sort of you do your work voice and you know, hello, how can I help? And they do that, and then when they're when they're not at work, they're sort of almost like normal people again. Yeah. Um, And nearly everybody in this has got that, haven't they? They've got their sort of real personalities. 'Cause even the Chief Clown, he's like he talks very theatrical when he's in the circus, but then when he's outside he's like, find them, get them and you know, yep. so that, that, that helps to make them more realistic, I think, showing the the two sides, yeah. Yeah. And he, he
2: does that very well. Yeah. I found. Um so did the um chief clown. Does it very well. Mm. Um, okay. What about the other the other two characters from the support cast were probably the most Sort of the top of the pile of the support cast, and that was Captain Cook and Mags. Yeah, those two. So we meet them because uh, he's like an, an adventure explorer, old school kind of Columbus kind of explorer, isn't he? He's got very old sort of uh, safari outlook, safari look going on. And
1: well, you Wizkid's know. very pleased to meet him, isn't
2: he? He's Absolutely, quite a, yeah. He's
1: quite a name in the yeah those circles, yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, and he and he um it turns out that he, he sort of asconded uh, Mags to sort of travel with him because mm. she's like a decent bit of protection, which we find out later on in the story. Yeah, it's and a strange relationship between those two, isn't there? Yeah, so she mm. kind of sort of is every beck and call. He's like making his tea all the time and sort of doing as she's told. Um, but as a byproduct of that, he's got like a bit of protection because we find out later that she's a, um, she's aware, she's a, well, she's aware something yeah she's pretty a, much a werewolf a werewolf thingy um <laughs> which we'll come onto in a second which absolutely scared the living life out of me but um captain cook really well played by um, tp mckenna yeah really really well played that again that sort of face value friendly chap all the rest of it but underlying quite Quite faced. a dark character, sinister character, yeah. Mm. So, in a different respect, though. So, the the people who work at the circus do that for a reason. You know, they have to have that um, that happy welcome to the circus. You know, at face value, but behind the scenes, it's all very, you know, there's very very dark stuff going on there. Whereas he does it for a different reason. He does it because he's always wants to better his own situation. You know, he's, he's just selfish. out for saving his own skin, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he does it for a different reason, but the same the same execution if you like um so i really really liked his performance Mm. tp mckenna really really old school british what 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 old boy all that stuff really good but then it turns out he makes some you know he makes some really dodgy decisions doesn't he when he's at the circus he kind of puts people's lives before his own and he's happy to sit there and sipping on tea while people (laughs) are getting killed out in the circus and stuff so, tricking people with his coins, his double-sided yeah. coins, little rascal. Yeah, so I really yeah. liked his
1: character. A bit of a shady one, a bit of a dark one, mm. but I really liked him. Yeah, he's good. I mean, T.P. McKenna, once again, he's another sort of quite well-known actor at the time. Um, appeared in loads of things back, back in the day. Um, and probably a bit of a name, actually, back then, uh, yeah. to be in Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I think he's great in it. I, I, he's very quite... He said he's a good thin line between likeable and quite a sort of almost sinister nasty character and he plays it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah, I like like all that. And I love, yeah, like you said, he also brings a bit of humour to what are sometimes quite harsh situations, I think, you know. Yeah. Some of the stuff he comes out with. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Mags? Mags, really great. Jessica Martin, um, really interesting. Now I was going to say to you actually, I bet you did you I'm sure you didn't see that coming when when she did because I remember I didn't at the time when she turns into the werewolf I was like what the hell's
2: going on I did not see it coming at all And I I knew something was going to go off with her but yeah not that I tell you what that is a scary scene yeah because I um, I think I've seen this maybe I think this is the third time that I've seen this one when I watched it this week for this review I think it's the third time I've seen it and I haven't watched it with um, my son's at all. Mm. Not out of choice, just because I haven't watched it, but I'm pretty confident my youngest, who is... um, He's going to be nine at the end of the month. I'm pretty sure that he would have been... He would have really been scared by that scene.
1: Yeah, and it comes perhaps back to the direction a bit as well, because I think what sells it is the way that um, Captain Cook is manipulating her. So you sort of mm-hmm. almost feel sorry for her, because she doesn't want to be she doesn't want you know to, to do what she's doing but he sort of forces it out of her doesn't he forces her to become that that creature so you but that's what that's one of those things in doctor who which they didn't always mm-hmm. manage to pull off so that scene where she's turning into a werewolf and going like that to the camera could so easily have been laughable and yes you know if it yeah. hadn't have been done right but yeah again probably down to the direction that um is properly like uh scary it's a scare you know you, you think oh my god what's going on with max and also because she's quite a likable character isn't she uh-huh. she's yep. very sensible she's 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 a good person she wants to do the right thing we're not quite sure how she's got lumbered up with captain cook who's quite a selfish person <laughs> um so yeah you so you you like max and so when you see her being manipulated and and turning into this werewolf which she can't help you are probably like scared by it. You think, oh, no, you know, yeah. what's going on? It's good, though, that she, she then turns <laughs> turns on Captain Cook. <laughs> he gets his comeuppance. <laughs> He's a bit he? surprised, isn't he? He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's good. quite good. I found it
2: really scary, I'll be honest with you. It's good. Because yeah. the makeup was really good, like the eye lenses that she has in and like the green drawl coming down, you know, the big teeth yeah. and the hair and everything. It really is quite a frightening scene yeah really is quite frightening so um the time as well yeah yeah so it's really really good scene really like Mags' character even more so when she turns on Captain Cook and <laughs> you know, he gets his comeuppance um and then she um she sort of ends up with with Deadbeat at the end doesn't she yeah she um right. them to sort of you know now, go now, off to now, rebuild the world yeah which is mm. quite nice it's quite a nice little ending for them too um um and yeah so that I mean supporting cast wise with the exception of a bit of OTT acting from Nord, mm. um, Daniel Peacock, really, really good supporting cast in this yeah. one. Yeah, great characters, good yep. cast, well cast. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, one of the better ones from Classic Who, because I found with Paradise Towers, the choice of actor, because it's written by the same guy, it's, you know, it's I just found that the same, that's, uh, sorry, the characters were a little bit more cheesier, a little bit more just not, I didn't just buy. I didn't buy into them as much with Paradise Towers. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Um, but with this one, casting was spot on mm. for the most part. It's,
1: it's funny actually because even the people who get nearly nothing to do are good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just looking down the list of other characters it. Like you know, like the mum, dad, and the little girl who are who turned out to be the gods of Ragnarok. I mean, they they practically get nothing to do. Yeah. Um, but even in those tiny little scenes, they're good. You they properly sell the fact that they're um you know not otherworldly if you like because it's yeah. really easy to do to go over the top in those scenes but they play it down brilliantly so yeah, yeah everybody uh, even nord i know he goes over the top <laughs> but everybody in this i think is 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 really doing a good job yeah,
2: yeah. i was going to just mention the um the gods of ragnarok because we see them in a few scenes in human form mm. with their yeah. eyes glowing green now and then and stuff like that and you because after the the first time that they it's almost like um the 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 story is a bit like the old Caesars of Rome in the Colosseum, where they would watch a show and they would give it the thumbs up or the thumbs down. And if it was a yeah. thumbs down, they would get killed. And so it's that kind of thing, isn't it? They, you know, they're just there for their pleasure and their entertainment. Um, and in human form, it's a lot scarier because you know that that's not their real form because their eyes are glowing green and their voice is, you know, that very deep big booming voice out of a little girl yeah, you know, yeah it's quite exorcist like yeah. yeah so um so really good and then the costumes that the gods look you know towards the end of the in that last scene where the doctor oh, i doing love the magic that trick. stone yeah that stone set with them yeah that's all done really well and i really like the costume as well like those sort of hell like the stone helmets they look like almost and yeah. It's really it's it's great stuff actually Cause, it's a great design, isn't it? Yeah. A very simple but really good design. Yeah. yeah. And if like we said at the beginning if you haven't seen this one you're probably thinking what the bloody hell is going on because we've mentioned <laughs> clowns, kites, uh robotic bus conductors, um werewolves, circuses <laughs> like It's the, mad, isn't it when you think about it all? Strange geek characters and this guy gnawed and now we're talking about (laughs) stone people honestly if you can look past that initial like oh my god what is going on and just stick it on and watch it It, it's a it's a great watch Mm. that Um, that
1: end bit is brilliant though isn't it i mean i i love it when sylv goes through that that tunnel um and and into the 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 actual real the real world i mean i just love the set and and those three gods and it gives sylv um it kind of puts him in the spotlight in episode four, doesn't it? Because he gets to do some tricks, um, you know, uh, which actually I think are pretty good. I mean, you know the bit where he turns round, and then he suddenly got the umbrella. The umbrella. In his hand. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, how does he do that? I mean, is, it's not a jump cut, is it? It's not. No, it's not a jump cut. Um, no. Who's the magician that showed him how to do it? Because he
2: was really famous at the time. It was a guy called Jeffrey Durham. Yeah. Is that the man who was married to Victoria Wood? Oh, possibly. Um, possibly. But he, his, his stage name was the Great uh, Soprendo. Yeah, see, he was I rem- a yeah, I'm magician. old to remember that. Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Yeah, he was married to Victoria Wood, yes. He was, yeah, I remember him. He was big yes. in the 80s. Big, big famous magician, was on TV quite a lot. That's right. Really, really good. So, so he think, showed yeah.
1: Sylvester to do a lot of the tricks, didn't he? And it, it's great because he gets Sylvester to sort of do his comic bit
2: without going to OTT. That's right. A bit of a shame yeah. he couldn't get the spoons out. Um, but he does some <laughs> cool tricks, though, like when he's the know, swallowing the eggs, and he and he sets the the metal pan thing on fire, and then when he puts it out, there's a snake in there. It's really yeah, quite it's some good. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that last scene was great. Um, so let let actually let's talk about um, uh, uh, Sophie Eldred as Ace. Yes. Um, pr- pr- pretty good in this one. Really good. I would say. Pretty, um, I've seen her better. I've, I've yeah. seen her uh, uh, better, I think. Um, You're thinking of Curse of Fenric, aren't you? Uh, Curse of Fenric, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ghostlight, she's pretty good. In um, yes. I just felt that in this one, don't. And I'm, this is not a criticism at all. Don't get me wrong; it is not like oh, you know, I don't think she was bad in this. I just felt like she needed she needed a bit more to do in the story for me because she. Gets in immediately when they get to the circus, she gets chased by the clowns because the chief clown mm. notices the earring that she's pinned onto the jacket. So she has this thing where she's escaping from the clowns. And then after that, um, I don't really see her as pivotal in the story until the end where she controls the robot that, that kills the clowns. Yeah, I suppose. You know? so what the thing buried in the sand? Yeah. So mm. in between that bit, I saw like, you know, a lot of running and I saw a lot of you know, typical Ace stuff, but there wasn't anything that Mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, she was like dead important, you know, in the, so she was good at the beginning, she was good at the end. Um, But in the middle, I just felt like I didn't really see enough of like the good stuff that Ace can do.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I slightly disagree because I, I quite like Ace so I think she sells
2: the fear factor to me. Oh, she does. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, she's bad. Oh, yeah, I know. I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah
1: you, You'd like to see her do be a bit more yeah. active. Um, I think what it is, because I suppose I like the scenes, you know, like I said, like when she's shut in the room is a great, you know, great sort of build up to the end of that episode and stuff. Um, and I also like the bit there's a bit where they first arrive at the circus and she can hear Mag screaming over the music, but the Doctor can't. And I, I really like that. That's cool, yeah. It's a very small thing, but it's just the fact that Sylvester's like, ah, oh, you're imagining it, I can't hear anything. It's like, wait, you know, stop stop stalling. You yeah. know, but she yeah. can hear it. And I I don't know, I, Sophie sells the fear factor to me in this. So, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but I, I think she's pretty good in it, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. she, she is good. Sophie Eldred does a great performance as Ace. She is very good. Um, I think it's just, just me looking at the story as a whole. It was just that middle point for me. I just yeah. thought that, you know, she wasn't really up. She probably was doing, you know, she was doing okay in the scenes that she had. But I just felt like her important parts were the beginning and the end. Yeah, uh, whereas so. the Doctor, for me, I thought was, let's move on to him, actually. Yeah. Let's move on to Sylve. I thought he was um, uh, great and important the whole way through. I think he's yeah. flawless in this. I, th- I think Sylvester's absolutely brilliant in this story. He's nailed his version of the Doctor in this story, hasn't he? He's definitely completely in the zone. Yeah, 100%. Would... He's totally found his feet. Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's got um, all the little mannerisms that we know about Sylv. They're all there in this one, aren't they? The rolling of the Rs, yeah. Question mark umbrella, the little plane of the spoons, um, the, the 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 funny little one-liners, and the little winks, and you know, just all those, and also the the shoutiness as well. There's mm. one scene. There's one scene, isn't there, where he's really bellowing in someone's face. Who is it? Um, there's one scene where he's really shouting back at somebody. Is it Captain Cook? It, mate? I can't remember now. Do you know what it probably is? I think it's Captain Cook. Yeah. Um, And he's really angry, bellowing in his face. Um, So for me, in this story, he's really got that full spectrum of all Mm. the great stuff that we like about Syl. They're all in here, but they're not overly done.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like in his first first series he there were times when he was a bit over the top at times especially with the humor that, and that and some of the prat falling yeah where in this like you said yeah he's sort of got it all it's all in there
2: but he's do he's just sort of pitched the performance right yeah um yeah, he's really really good in it yeah he's cracking and some standout scenes um would be when he's talking to the stalls lady at the beginning yeah when he's really <laughs> having that cool little conversation with her and yeah he's just on point you know he knows that she doesn't want them to go to the circus she thinks it's ridiculous and she's not happy about all these you know foreigners turning up and all that stuff but he can sense that but he's still playing her a little bit Mm. um and then every person that he speaks to so nord you know nord's like screaming in uh, ace's face and the doctor does nothing about it he's still playful he's like oh you know can we get a lift and all that lot and
1: and I loved, I loved you said at the beginning as well about how he, he's like almost like a little child that he can't yeah. wait to go to this circus. And he plays that nicely as well because yeah. you know, Ace is so, doesn't want anything to do with it, even though she won't admit that she's scared. She doesn't want to go. And he's, yeah. just like, he's desperate to get there and, and find out what's going on. And,
2: and uh, yeah, he does that really, really well. <laughs> yeah, he does. And uh, another couple of scenes just quickly would be when Mag turns into the wear wolf where girl mm-hmm. um, and she's after the doctor she's chasing him and he still won't retaliate he's still like no Mags no yeah. <laughs> and then she goes after um, Captain Cook and even then he's still like don't do it Mags no So that was a really good scene he played yeah. that really well and then the final scene obviously with the magic tricks in front of and the, the gods and, yeah so great stuff from Sylph
1: they, they are a brilliant doctor companion um, pairing I think I mean they, they yeah. just naturally I think maybe because they got on so well off screen as well you really well I think so anyway. I think you really feel the, the sort of friendship between the Doctor and Ace um, they just come across as a, re- a great um, pairing up I think yeah. Sylvester and, and Sophie yeah. yes. uh, just, any notes
2: before we get on to course
1: yeah yeah just two quick quick things I just wanted to mention um, A considering this is what year is this 1988 89 89 is it yeah no, no, 80, eighty-eight. It is okay. December, right, right at the end. Oh, oh sorry. sorry, yeah. Well, eighty-eight, and then it did go into January ni- eighty-nine. Sorry, sorry yeah, yeah. Anyway. So over Christmas. Wow, yeah. I didn't realise that. Um, yeah, just just quickly, I think the effects stand up really, really well, considering they're very, very simple effects. I mean, the circus, the way they've matched up the real entrance on location to the second half of the circus, which is a model shot, yeah. I think looks great. Um, I think the very simple graphic in the background of the planet for the time still looks good yes. i mean yes yep. it's a graphic okay it's not they could do it a million times better now but i still think it looks good for the time it doesn't look like some of the effects that we got back then mm-hmm. um so the effect's are good but one thing i really do want to mention just before we we go into scores is the music uh we talked about the rap music but the incidental music from mark ayres um his first score for doctor Who, and he, obviously he went on to become quite heavily involved in the music after this um i I think the music in it is well i just think it's great it's really unusual for a start um and it just really adds to to the story i think it works brilliantly um i don't know if you agree because it is quite an unusual score but i i love marquez soundtrack to this
2: yes i'm glad that you said that because i completely forgot (laughs) and i wouldn't Mm. have mentioned it but i love the music in these yeah, um, it's great. So the the ones that he's done, um, specifically Remembrance of the Daleks and Ghostlight, along with this one, is just brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely and it's very very brilliant.
1: different because he he also did um, Fenric, I think. Yes, yes he Fenric, did. Yes. Fenric. Yeah, yep. um, but I don't know the the music he does for this. It's the those I can't really you know what I mean, the sounds that he's using yeah. are very, very different. Whereas some of the other scores you can instantly tell it's Marquez, you think okay, he's sort of using those 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 sounds. But yeah. um but yeah, it's unusual because this, this is his first one as well.
2: So but it just works really, really well with it, the story. It's great. It's got that modern feel to it. So it's got like, you know, a funky drum, you know, sort of beat going on. But also, mm. yeah, it's got these sci fi little sounds in there and a really nice metal it's, it's just great. It's a really great score. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, I think that's, we've pretty much covered it. Yep. Uh, scores, it's you to go first this week.
1: Me to go first. Um, It's a very high score for me. I, I so really want to give it a nine. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I've written 8.5 out of 10, um, which is what I'm going to say. So 8.5 out of 10. It's, it's a very, very strong story. I, yeah, I really do like it. I'm very tempted to go nine out of 10, but, um, but I wrote 8.5. I think, I don't really know why I'm knocking off a point four. Really, to be honest, it's it's just a great Doctor Who story, and it's un, it's bizarre to think they haven't used clowns in Doctor Who before. It seems a really obvious thing to do. Yeah. Um, so it's amazing that we've got right to the end of Doctor Who's sort of first era, if you like, before it was taken off TV. Uh, it's amazing that we got that far into it without a clown story. I think uh, I'm thinking of the Celestial Toy Maker, but even in that, they don't feature. Not um, really prominently like this so um, do you know what I'm, no I'm going to do it I'm scribbling out 8.5 I'm going to write it 9 out of 10 I you're love it
2: you're going to go for a 9 I am I've changed it 9 out of 10 we did have uh, Davison dressed up as a clown very briefly in Black Orchid didn't we
1: <laughs> well as a
2: Harlequin or was it a Harlequin yeah, not really yeah. the same thing, I
1: is don't, can, yeah you know you say Harlequin I say clown can you differentiate no yeah.
2: anyways yeah. Yeah. Um, for me I'm going in with a 9 as well
1: are you? Indeed. Ah, right, good. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can't really think what to knock. It's dif- yeah. There isn't really anything wrong with it, really.
2: There isn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those stories where it's just really enjoyable from, from the very beginning right up until the final scene. Mm. It's just really enjoyable watch and all the characters. I mean, I think it makes a big difference in Classic Who when they get the support cast right. Yeah, because yeah. um, some stories with who, like we said, with Paradise Towers and so on, it it can really sort of affect your enjoyment of it because you think, oh crikey, you know, where did they get this guy from? <laughs> yeah, down um, the street. Yeah. So, but I think the support cast is brilliant in this. The story and the writing is great, considering the con the constraints of the all the set stuff with what they had going on. Fantastic job. Music's great. silv's great. Ace is great for the most part. There really isn't a lot to like, I mean, I think maybe knocking a point off just because um there were a couple of scenes where um you you feel like uh, well, for me anyway, I'm not going to point off because I feel like Ace could have done a bit more mm-hmm. in the middle part of the story, and also um Nord was a bit o t t and yeah, you know those are little things like that you so, yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not
1: perfect, but it's it's pretty damn there. I mean, I was trying to think. It's not very often we we score a nine out of ten um, uh, on a story, you know. So yeah, I'm sort of thinking that's that's kind of why I was thinking. We're putting it up there with some of the some of the best. Um, yes,
2: yeah, like I think. Um, the robots of death. Mm. We gave that a nine. The twin dilemma. We gave a nine. I'm joking. It's um, <laughs> just about to say what yeah, the team of the Cybermen. That was yeah. a nine. Uh, Vincent and the Doctor. Yeah, so you know, we we'll reserve the, the nines and I don't think we've ever given a ten. Um, I might
1: have given five Doctors a ten, I think. Oh, did you? Because sure, okay. I do really love five Doctors. Um But it's, yeah, it's not often that we score that highly, but it's interesting because if I s- said to you, what's the best, you know, what stories from Sylvester McCoy's era are the best, um, well, maybe not to you, but if I said that to a fan, would this spring to mind? I think maybe it does perhaps get slightly overshadowed by Remembrance because it's uh,
2: it's it's a great story but it's not one that gets talked about a lot I don't think no Um, I mean that's what yeah said at the beginning it's one of those little gems yeah it's a little gem yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think Um, our faithful always ready to comment listeners Uh, over on Twitter um, our good friend George Garrity over multiple tweets oh yes got excited about this one said OMG Mm -hmm. exclamation mark yes exclamation mark this one is one of my favorites love everything mags the professor the circus loyal crew uh, the evil clowns the robots the gods and of course sylvan ace Uh, i can even tolerate the biker who will do something (laughs) horrible to your ears and the circus fanboy Uh, yes it has cheesy lines but if you look past these it is amazing 10 out of 10 and that's ten. 10. In right. 10. Cheers, George. Um, at Doctor Who fan, or sorry, at da Doctor Who fan, as in da Doctor Who fan. Uh, love this story. Uh, the chief clown uh, was a scary villain, but some of the acting was off in this one. Oh. New new fans won't like it. Interesting. Okay. Interesting okay. thought there. Mm. Um, uh, and then I think that was it on Twitter. Um, actually, yeah. Somebody, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, somebody else did comment. Um, it was. Uh, Michael Lewis, Twitter name my fan pleasure says, um, uh, "Bad Doctor Who is still better than no Doctor Who." Oh, um, so he so, doesn't like it. Yeah, so except for Her, uh, uh, that episode is evil. But um, so <laughs> uh, a little bit of love there, a little bit not. Let's do um, uh, our first audio review, our only audio review this week. This was Alex Kingdom.
0: Hello, Gary Adam Now, before I start the audio review, I would just like to say thank you to you guys. Now. Uh, just so you know, um, the reason why I'm saying this is because YouTube, as, as well as a lot of many people, have inspired me to make my own works in YouTube and other stuff around. I've been filming, I've bought a new camera so I can film, and I just want to say that it's all because of people like you, not, um, there's also other people around it, but what you, got, you guys are one of my main inspirations, so thank you for that. But anyway, the greatest show in the galaxy, oh, oh my god, it's actually good. Now, when I looked at this one, I was like, this is going to be shocking. I'm not going to enjoy this one. And then, it kind of scared the hell out of me. Now, I'm 15. I I don't get scared easily. I mean, uh, but when, I don't like clowns to start with. There's a load of clowns that I was just shaking all the way through. But again, it's also brilliant with Sebastian McCall at the end when he's doing his little uh circus act and that's all good. Ace I think has a really good story in this one where, you know, she doesn't want to go just like Circus. Um but again I really like the characters of Mags and the captain is really someone that you don't really like and um how mean he is to Mags. You really get behind Mags and you really enjoy her story. But Honestly, my favourite part of this episode was at the start, when you realise, even in space, the Doctor still gets junk mail. Anyway, guys, I'm going to give The Gator Show the Galaxy an 8.5 out of 10. Really enjoyed it. I think it works fine. The villains are a bit weak, though, but again, that's just my opinion. See you guys next week.
1: Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Alex, and, uh, yeah,
2: all the best with the, the YouTube
1: and, and all the stuff you're doing. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Over on Facebook, Lewis Palmer says... Uh, When you announced that you were reviewing um, this last week, I literally screamed out, yes, Mm -hmm. because this underrated gem is one of my favourite ever Doctor Who stories. Oh, wow. Uh, The world of X feels like um, a lived-in world, and the characters Mm. feel like uh, they've been there for a while. Clowns creep me out, and these guys are no exception. The chief clown is incredibly menacing and really provides a threat. Uh, The fact uh, that you only hear the screams of the people in the ring makes it all the more creepy. Mm. This is one of Ace's best stories, and the Doctor is amazing in this. I just adore this one, and although part four lags a little bit, that isn't enough to stop me giving this a 9.5. Excellent. Cheers, Lewis. Good stuff. Jeff Waddle says, Creepy clowns, villainous gods, a multitude of bizarre characters, quite a lot going on, probably too much in brackets, doesn't all hang together, and some of the acting is average at best. And mm. I'm looking at you, Master Mole. Uh, Oh, it's something about Wizkid. Wizkid, yeah. Mm. Uh, But that's all that's wrong. Definitely more a blueprint for new hue and big finish than what came before. Mm. Uh, Just goes to show, given the budget constraints, it's all about the script and the ideas. Eight out of ten. Excellent. That's fairly positive from Jeff, I would say. Yes, that's pretty positive, yeah. Uh, George Coppin, brilliant story. Seventh Doctor is my favourite, and this is a very creepy story. They should do a clown story with Capaldi. Uh, Nine out of ten. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Sammy Satine. So there's a psychic circus on planet Siganax where the acts are disappearing. But why are they disappearing? And who is the person behind this strange circus? Luckily, the seventh doctor and his companion ace with her Nitro-9 are here to help. Uh, defeating the gods of Ragnarok who feed off entertainment... And as soon as you stop entertaining them, will kill you. It's not an easy task. Luckily, the Doctor distracts him with a magic show long enough for Ace to pass him the medallion through the dimensional portal and save the day. Should have read that out at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like this story. Ace is one of my favourite companions and her and the seventh Doctor get on very well. I like Mags the werewolf and Flower Child. Don't like the captain. He's a nasty man. Overall, 8 out of 10. Yes, another strong one. Yes, Uh, Danny Brown says, great story, good villains. The ending's a bit of a disappointment, but still good, 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, Andrew Dark left a huge comment, so I'm only going to read some of it. Um, Light the psychic paper and stand back. (laughs) Uh, Wiser Whovians uh, than me have pointed out this story as a political and social commentary. I thought that was... Um, Happiness Patrol but it could be yeah could be Um, written around the themes of Margaret Thatcher nuclear war economic depression and the coming of cable TV Um, no 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 that's happening I think he's getting confused I might be wrong but I think he's mixing up this with Happiness Patrol maybe Uh, so he goes on to say um, we're left with a show that is best described as Cirque de Quarry Uh, Meets Mm -hmm. the budget cuts of the gods of Ragnarok. Uh, They're trying to save money by cutting the sets, costumes and location. Uh, The actors earnestly struggle to perform with some style and belief, but the dialogue is so bland and the writing is so woolly that it needs a through line, like a bleeding man needs a blood transfusion. Oh dear. (laughs) Um, uh, Like Easy Rider, watched sober, you wish someone would pass the doobie or spike your drink. How else can we grok the psychedelic? tinsel Tunnel, which a doctor passes through. Um uh-huh. goes on to say, uh, enjoy the podcast, uh, and looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Uh a great excuse to re-watch the show. So I don't think Andrew likes this one. No, it doesn't okay. sound like it. No, no, I'm a
1: little bit confused, yeah. Because he's he's definitely talking about the greatest show in his second half of his comment, but I'm not sure about the first half. I'm yeah, I'm a little bit confused, but yeah,
2: okay. Thanks for your comment, Andrew, but just let us know um just clarify what episodes you're talking about so we don't take this out of context. But thank you very yeah. much for, for posting. Uh, it could be me that's confused. It wouldn't surprise me. No, I think, yeah, a lot of that stuff is in happiness, which anyway. Yeah. The last thing on Facebook, Kieran Knight says, brilliant story. Uh, having the right mix of camp eighties fun and classic who creepiness. Uh, seven and eight are brilliant as usual along uh, with the lead clown. I also love the song Psychic Circus on the DVD uh, made by Mags, Bellboy, Captain uh, Cook and Mark Ayres. I didn't notice that before. Nor did I. Uh, fun fact, the actress who plays Mags is the mother of a girl who goes to my sister's school. Oh, really? Which is cool. Uh, so oh. Kieran gives it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, okay. Anything on the Geek's Handbag? Uh,
1: no, there wasn't anything on the Geek's Handbag this week, uh, which is disappointing because I, I was really like this story. Um, I was just looking to see if, if this was reissued as a special edition because I don't remember that, that uh, rap either that he's talking about did it didn't get a reissue did it it didn't uh, no there's anyone? It yep. maybe it's a hidden feature i don't know i'll have to go back and have a look at it now yeah mm. maybe. but thank you. i seem any, to yeah. recall it i seem to recall it in the back of my head but i didn't watch it this time anyway. i don't no. yeah
2: mm. anyways thank you all for all of your uh, comments and views um really good stuff and i'd just like to say before we move on that like me um on the surface this one might look a little bit zany a little bit weird and a little bit like eh, not sure about this one it's, but honestly just give it a chance just you know borrow it of somebody or even better go out and buy it stick it on it's a great story mm. to go through ditto yeah what are we
1: doing next week dude next week Um. oh wow this this is <laughs> one that that is. Been on the radar for a while when it sort of jumped around the schedule. Um, it's definitely time that we did it. We will be reviewing the 11th Doctor story, Victory of the Daleks. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping for some good debate next week, but some good comments from you guys listening, because uh, I think it's one that does divide opinion. That
2: It definitely does. And I think mm. you mentioned this ages ago. I did. You yeah. said to me, I really want to do Victory of the Daleks quite a while ago now.
1: I've been wanting to do it for a while. It it kind of got pushed back because we had a few Dalek stories close together. Um, and then we had the new series. So it kind of has jumped around the schedule. Um, but I think the last Dalek story we did might've been Dalek, uh, the Night (laughs) Doctor story. Have we done one since? Um, so yeah, so it's kind of jumped around a bit, so it'll be good to finally
2: get our teeth into that one. Indeed. So look out for the Facebook post on that Mm -hmm. and send in your video clips or your audio clips, whatever. We'll play them out for you. Uh, as usual, do try and keep them to roughly a minute max. Yeah. That would be ace, so to speak. <laughs> no pun intended. And I think we will do there for 92. Oh, okay. 92. 91. Getting ahead of myself. 91. 91's done. <laughs> Thank you very much for sticking with us through episode 91. It's been great. Uh, We we had some really, really good uh, merch stuff to go through. So really looking forward to the third Doctor comic, Mm. which is out at the end of August. Going to pick up the Sonic, the new 12th Doctor Sonic. Looks amazing. Yeah, I get it, yeah. And if you guys haven't ordered or picked up uh, the 10th Doctor Adventures yet from Big Finish, make sure you do that. Um, And talking of Big Finish... Um, if you'd like us to review it, if you want us to do... Uh, so, not next week because we're doing Victory of the Daleks, but the week after. If you want us to do that as like our big finish week and we'll go through that whole stuff, just let us know. So, send us a tweet, an email, hit us up on Facebook, whatever you like. Um, if we get enough interest, and we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yes. And I'd like to do that because we haven't reviewed any big finish yet. No, we haven't. No, so no. It, it would be cool, but we'll take your guys lead on that if it's something you want us to do we will happily do it uh so check out the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk there you can listen to this episode again if you so please to, plus all of the other previous episodes that we've ever done Mm. somebody asked me on twitter the other day if you got the link to episode one yes
1: well i know because i had this problem this is something with itunes um I can't remember how you get around it because I thought this. Sometimes it only goes back so far. It does. And it's something to do with
2: settings, but they're all on there, but they're all on the website. That's the easiest way. Just go to the website and download them from there. Yeah. If you can't find it in iTunes or Stitcher or any other app like that, just head over to the website. They're all on there for episode one. Uh, Speaking of iTunes, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, if you could give us a uh, a rating and a review, uh, that would be amazing. We'd love you lots for that yeah we would that'd be awesome uh, remember to check out Adam's channel The Geek's Handbag Geek's Handbag yeah Did you handbag. enjoy
1: that uh, enjoy that
2: that review I did of um, the silver screen set no oh, yeah. like I like I said in the comment on that video I love it and hate it at the same time I love it <laughs> because it's another great quality video that you've done and the review's really good but I hate it because I cancelled my pre-order for it Ah, oh, no so I don't have it and I really want it and it's making me sad it's a nice set, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So uh, um, if I'm ever in the company of you hosting a tea party at your house, I will be bringing <laughs> along a small TARDIS-sized bag.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching you, like a
2: hawk. Yeah. Uh, right, yo, we will see you next week for episode 92. Um, until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... And- and-
1: <laughs>